Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful day in the city of Los Angeles. There's some kind of f- fruit festival going on across the street. Some hand drumming accompanying that? Uh, there's looks like possibly some kind of folklorico dance class mm-hmm. happening right across the street. Uh, I heard there's also a soup kitchen. Mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon is an exciting time in MacArthur Park. You know, I was, I was a little bit early to the record today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got here a little bit early, so I uh, had a book in the car, mm-hmm. went, down to, went down to the park by the uh, pavilion. What do you call that? It's uh, the something the pavilion. The Levitt Pavilion. There you go. Uh, had a nice read, and, but I was, I was offered some uh, pot brownies. Just by uh, just by a friendly person or uh, by th- a vendor? Uh, I think she was selling them, yes. This was a kind of a classic lady... Who would sell you pot brownies? Okay. I really thought about buying them because you know what? I mean, I I have a, a card and I, you know, I go to dispensaries to buy my um, ganj. Sure. But you know let's what? Say, let's say you want to puff the ganj. Sure. You're going to go to a dispensary. You're not going to puff puff the homegrown. <laughs> no. Well, and I thought to myself, like, well, I've been. I mean, I've been supporting. You know these marijuana concerns, right? I don't know whose money, whose pocket this money's going into. I should support this local artisan, or specifically whose mattress it's going into because you can't put it in the bank, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, whose whose other business it's going into to funnel it into a Swiss bank? Uh, yeah, I did not have cash on me, but I did. I did seriously think about buying this lady's pot brownie and. You know, thinking globally but acting locally. Right. No, I Which understand. is my motto. There's a recession, Jordan. Which in addition to that's a spicy meatball is my number one catchphrase. <laughs> so your two catchphrases mm-hmm. are number one, that's a spicy meatball. Of yeah. course, that's your beloved classic catchphrase. Sure. Um, you can say it. It's, what's great about it is it applies to so many situations. Yeah. And then number two. Like when you're at the beach and um, a wave comes by and uh, a bunch of babes' tops come off. Yeah. Number, and others. <laughs> number two, the number two, the number mm-hmm. two catchphrase for mm-hmm. Jordan Morris is "Think globally, act locally," mm-hmm. which is perfect. And again, it's a, it's almost universally applicable. Sure. A, assuming the year is nineteen ninety two. Um, and the important, I know another important thing about these catchphrases is that I made both of them up. Right. Sure. I mean, I don't. I know you weren't saying that I didn't, but I just like to right. say that because they're, they're what they call what they call Jomo originals. Sure. In fact, don't yeah. you have a line of, of greeting cards called Jomo Originals? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, you open it up and there's a voice chip inside. <laughs> and my voice says one of my cat, classic catchphrases, yeah, we're going to do some t-shirts and some bobbleheads and stuff. But yeah, I mean, that's all in the future, blah, blah, blah. They're perfect for, you get these cards, mm-hmm. you can take them to an Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. You can take them to a spearhead concert. Those are the two places you're going to take them. To. Yeah, but I don't know where else social situations. Yeah, I don't know where else people go. Yeah, I think that, that's fair. I, Jordan, on the one hand, I admire your commitment to local mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. Um, and certainly I admire your commitment to made in the USA, American manufacturing, the sure. revival of American manufacturing. I mean, I drive a I drive a muscle car, <laughs> sure, Ford uh, Ford Muscle. You and you wear a Ford Glute. You wear only Filson clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, you're made in the USA, tried and true all the way. Sure. Oh, it's I a should, beautiful Ford glute. I should, I should say that it's got, oh, yeah, it's the, the horsies under that glute. Oh, man. So many horsies. Um, I should say that this this lady, this pot 
brownie selling lady. Mm-hmm. She came up to me. And the, the park's pretty crowded. It's a, it's, a, it's a busy day out there. Yeah. She came up to me, asked, would you want to buy a pot brownie? I said, uh, no thanks. And then she immediately went to a tree that was maybe 10 feet away and then just slumped down under it. Like, <laughs> I felt like I was her last. She's like, oh, this guy doesn't buy one. I don't know what I'm going to do. And when I left, she was still slumped under that tree. I feel like a real – you know, I'm going to go back out, get George, all the change wait, in my ashtray. Here's the thing. I think the problem is <laughs> if you're just a regular marijuana dealer, uh-huh. you don't have the cons- uh, a baker's worry, which is staleness. Sure. You, no one wants to buy a day-old pot brownie. Uh-uh. It's going to be stale. Do you, right. think, do you think she said a thing? Oh, great. Now Holly Walsh is going to talk? She hasn't even been introduced on the show. She's Let's just introduce gonna... her because she, I think she has some insight that she can share. As okay. An, as an outsider, I have insight. Number oh, one, get me? closer oh, to your further. microphone there, Holly. Okay, so Holly Walsh is a stand-up comedian and comedy writer, uh, much beloved in uh, her native United Kingdom. Unbeloved in this kingdom. Hated, well, hated I would say. Yeah. Hated and reviled. <laughs> it's amazing to be unknown and hated all at once. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... People just get a vibe around yeah, you. They they're like, Ugh, I don't know who that is. As soon as they see me, they're like... She's got a I know, cloud of... I know where we are Can I make a, recommend- can <laughs> I make a recommendation, Holly? Of course. To deal with this problem? Yes. Maybe you could get your jib recut? Because uh, I think that's going to be part of the problem. People are going to lo- get sure. one look at you. They don't like the cut of your jib. I like the cut of my jib, though. Okay, fair enough. It's it's uh, sort of. Um, do you have that word? What are those scissors um, that you cut, which have like they do like? Zigzag. You're now describing all scissors. Zigzag, zigzag. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, sure. Uh, cr- like, like not crimping, but like sh- is she is crimping kind of shears. crimping shears sounds yeah, like something shears. It's but, a good word. Uh, yeah, so that so that it doesn't so fabric doesn't fray. Yeah. I can't think of what there's called something or other shears. By all means, send us a thousand emails Tons. with the name of these. Just yeah. tens of thousands of emails right now. Get on Twitter. No one, definitely no one has already told us what the name mm-hmm. of those shears are. That's just You're the first. You're the only one you, who knows. The listener out there. Pinking, Pinking shears. Thank you. According Thank you. to Brian. Thank you very much. Brian, by the way, just uh, Googled zigzag scissors, <laughs> which is frankly what they should be called. I think so, too. Um, but going back to this pot lady. Yeah, sure. I think she was working Sunday. No one wants to work Sundays. No, the On Lord's Day. day. Everybody else was out having a good time. Mm-hmm. She had to do the Sunday shift. Sure. Right. I reckon she had a, the equivalent of her fingers in the till in pot terms. I think she'd had herself a brownie before she sold you a brownie, mm. and the brownie hit her shortly after. <laughs> so if anything, it was She's an incredible like, oh, advert. <laughs> it was an amazing advert. Oh, man. He slumped over. <laughs> in that chair right with that lady right now. <laughs> I, I am just oh, fuck, surprised. Man. There's so much vending going on in MacArthur Park mm-hmm. at any given time. I would like to see maybe some of the pupusa and tamale ladies selling pop brownies just as a side business and the dudes that make fresh fresh squeezed orange juice mm-hmm. on those giant those giant arms yeah yeah sure sure i think i think marijuana could add a a certain a, a certain extra something sure a yeah zip to their bottom lines <laughs> yeah a little zip and slump here's my thing <laughs> you zip and then you slump <laughs> here's my thing though jordan isn't that another one of your um that is another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old zip and slump. I appreciate your enthusiasm <laughs> regarding purchasing drugs in a park. Mm-hmm. I've never done that before. So I'd say that was one of the 
internationally a traditional vending spot for drugs yeah. in a park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Jordan, I mean, you you were not much of a drug user for much of your adult life. Sure. And then became one only socially. Yeah. And now not professionally. It's legal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back when I was in deep purple, <laughs> I was a professional drug user, but uh, that all went to shit. Cut back to retirement. Yeah. Um, and you uh, and you, you now are able to procure drugs. Sure. Uh, most legally, yeah, yeah. I mean, roughly I've, speaking, I've like I've bought drugs a couple of times from like a guy in an apartment, mm-hmm. um, and you know, like a guy at a place that I'm at. Uh, like when you say a place that you're at, like a, <laughs> like a local public library, yeah, public library, uh, <laughs> Gelson's youth, youth clinic, youth group, <laughs> down at the Piggly Wiggly, yeah. Um, and but yeah, and all all pot is pretty pretty you know pretty easy to buy out here. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I never have bought drugs in the park from a rando. I would recommend that you not start with marijuana edibles. Sure, that seems the like most something... unpredictable of all drugs, <laughs> <laughs> where consistency is something sure. that you're gonna want. Want, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. No. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and uh, I, yeah. I don't. This lady looked like I, I do agree with you, Holly, that it looked like she had been um, <laughs> uh, getting high on the proverbial own supply, <laughs> and uh, yeah, probably is not the person you want telling you how much to take. Can I suggest something alternately to you? Did you think about? Asking if she had any fresh squeezed orange juice. <laughs> yeah, that, that is... a bag of wagon wheel shaped <laughs> corn crunchies. I like what the idea those? that all of their different products are laced with a different drug. So you get pot brownies, oh. you get acid juice, sure. which has its own acid in it, citrus. That's true. You know, just move through. Good point taken. <laughs> it already has its own acid. Sure. And then, of course, you get ayahuasca pupusas. Yeah, yeah. They're strong, so only eat half. <laughs> yeah, man, I think so. I think MacArthur Park definitely like could see a new renaissance. I mean, mm-hmm. not that it's not lively and happening now, but I mean, you could bring in a whole new clientele if you just allowed – made it kind of a law-free zone, mm-hmm. a um, you know, a, an area of martial law. Anything goes. Just sure, that, like on the wire. Sure, exactly. And You just put a sofa in the middle. Yeah. Whatever happens within 100 meters of that sofa <laughs> yeah, is anyone's business. Exactly. That's, called, yeah. that's actually in the Magna Carta. Right. <laughs> Anything within 100 miles of that sofa. Sure. Just is... tack up some fucking sweet posters on the trees. <laughs> mm-hmm. To check out. Yeah, I like it. I say, and you know what's, what, what else is good? You get the sofa's got legs. You tie some 100-yard strings to it. You get a really sophisticated understanding of the lawless zone. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, throw a couple knives in there. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. You throw some cockfights. What's this a cockfight? Uh, it's like where two, two roosters. Two little boys are peeing. No, oh, Jesse, this is a this is a this is an innocent rooster fight. Okay, and you Sorry. made it out to be something salacious. Excuse me. It's where people bet on attack chickens oh, right, yeah, who yeah, fight yeah, each other. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call those in England? Attack chickens is a term we of art. We have badger baiting. <laughs> Wait, so, badger baiting? That's badger not real. It's a big thing. I don't approve. Yeah, no one does. Until, I'll tell you who really doesn't approve. Brian May of Queen. Really? Is literally the spokesman for badgers in the UK, and he's taken it upon himself to go for it with the badger community. Wow. Yeah, I, that's his um, thing. I have to say, Holly, uh, that I can't imagine anything more English than Brian May in a commercial <laughs> advocating on behalf of badgers. That's true. <laughs> Just so, Google it. It's so massive. the badgers, in badger baiting, they fight each other? They fight each other, yeah. Oh, boy. 
in a pit in the woods. Oh, no. Yeah. That's no good. Poor badgers. Mm. Huh. Badgers are belligerent creatures. But it's similar to co- cockfighting. I mean, that's two, yeah. two animals or two birds that weren't in for it. Sure. And suddenly bred and made to peck each other's eyes out. Oh, side note, badger baiting does sound like it would be a gay subculture. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> that would be really cool. Do you have the phrase cottaging here? Uh, oh, what's no, what's that? Uh, cottaging is just going out if you're a... It's where you substitute french fries for something healthier. <laughs> yeah. You're a gay guy, and you're out in the park, and you want to meet another gay guy. Mm-hmm. You're cottaging. Oh, I think we call right. that cruising. Yeah, I think it's similar, yeah. So where, where, where does the cottage enter in? Huh? Oh, England has designated gay stuff cottages. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Just all parks have a cottage in the center. Yeah, and, like, and it's like our it's like our couch based lawless zone here in the <laughs> here in the U.S. If you if you meet a it just says it just says on the door hot dudes only. If you meet a hot dude who's ready to go, sure, get up in that cottage. It's called <laughs> cottaging. It's usually in not in not even in inside though. That's the whole point of it. It's it's outside. You know, so then, why is it called cottaging? Why is it called cruising? Because you're cruising around looking for some dick. Yeah. But you don't really cruise. You're just walking. And you're probably but, uh, looking but quite... But you're like... Mm, 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 <laughs> you're, like, you're, like, you're like trying to look cool so you meet some other hot dudes. You have no theory imagine, on the origin of cottages? I always imagine, I imagine sure that cruising was done with a certain savoir faire. <laughs> you, I'm sure you're right. Mm-hmm. A kind of jive walk. Yeah. yeah. A shuffle. Yeah. Exactly. A little kickball change. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit of fun. Sure. Come on, boys. Let's get out there. Find some D. (laughs) You're in the park. It's a beautiful night. Cottaging. What's a thing? So I was listening to... uh, I was I was listening to uh, friend of the program, Helen Zaltzman's show, Answer Me This. The best. Uh, Second best. To... Jordan, just go. Oh, sorry, the yeah, show you're on right now yeah, yeah, that right. you've been invited on to. Okay, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, now locked in a room with. So. And, um, locked into a cottage with. Yeah. It's a recording cottage. By the way, if you, if you could just give us a few minutes later. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we're going to toss that, in a badger, see what happens. Oh, I understand the padding on the walls. <laughs> so, uh, and I can't remember what it's called, but apparently there's an epidemic of wild public parking lot sex in England that has a name? Oh, um, dogging. Dogging. Hmm. That's, do you have the, what's the word for lay-by? Like a area that you, like on a big motorway or whatever, and you pull over into a sort of a designated kind of area where you're allowed to sort oh, of Oh, yeah, what's that, what's that called, Jordan? That has a name. Yeah. Uh, not uh, turn off. Sure, it's something. It's definitely not a turn Car stop. Although I do, I personally find it to be a turn off. <laughs> it's not where I would. It's those. It's those areas. It's those areas of the freeway. Rude people. Yeah. And uh, these are your turn offs. Yeah, those are my primary turn offs. So you pull into a lay by. You pull sure. into like an area by a main road. You sit in the car. You wait for somebody else to do that. There's various different signals that you do with your lights, I think, and green <gasps> screens and stuff. This sounds fun. So two people do it in the car, and everybody else sort of turns on their headlights and watches what's happening, and then they just drive off. It's very much a, it's an audience-based. So it's, I mean, it's two it's people really, are doing it's it. It's an invitation to. It's like check it out. Some people like to do it in front of other people, and some people just like to sit and watch. Sure. And this is uh, this is these are heterosexual uh, sexual activities. I'm sure that all, it's not. A, I'm sure it's not exclusive to heterosexuals. It's just what you want to watch. All combinations. Yeah, I'm sure. If you, I mean, it's I. I've only ever heard of heterosexual ones, but I'm pretty sure it's. 
Well, I mean, the, the rules are rules the, are relaxed. The uh, the male homosexual community doesn't need to worry about it. They've got cottaging. They have mm-hmm. their own thing. If they want, they don't have, need dogging. They have dogging. If they have dangerous, if they want to have dangerous public sex with a stranger, they can they can cottage. They don't need to dog. No. Well, I mean, I think it's each their own. Well, yeah. not really, because it's sw- you can switch over. But and this is a real thing that really happens. It really happens, and recently a few people have been, a few high-profile people have been caught, you know, involved in it. The Queen? Uh, the Queen? That's one. John She's Major? The, Posh yeah, Spice? Yeah, only three high-profile high people. <laughs> Posh Spice was watching The Queen and John Major were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds hot. Sounds hot. Um, that's, uh, you know what, that sounds like a lot of fun. Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. Which would you so. like to be? The drive, the drive, the the person in the car or the watcher? Uh, well, can I say first of all, sure, that I think it's fun for straights to get in on questionable, dangerous, yeah, public me sex. too. And I think that's what I think that's kind of that's that's the part of it that I like is that it usually you like you know you associate this kind of like you know fringy. Themed, Fringe. Fringe. themed sex, off Broadway sex. Yeah, just exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sex that has a lot of uh, secret symbols. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely, and there's like inside knowledge. I mean, obviously, but like you have to know which laybys that's happening in. Right. There's a yeah. kind of community to it. Sure. I, there's I, the I hobo like. codes, maybe that. Not even ha- like yeah. Usually, this is something you'd associate with this. This sort of thing is something you associate with, like gay men in early '80s New York City. Yeah, there you go, exactly. And and uh, and yeah, I don't, I, I, you know, if I if I was with a with with a, with a lady and she's like, hey, let's pull over, get, flick the lights, give this a shot. I mean, I, you know, I'll try anything once. It doesn't sure. sound like something you're I would be open, into. You're both open-minded and but open-hearted. How would you sure feel? and but, foolish. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about the like eight or nine cars that then drive around to what you're doing? Mm, I mean. I don't know. I humiliate myself on a pre- pretty regular basis. Uh, this show, for instance. Yeah, sure. This is out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine what it's like to be at a party, Holly? I don't even know if there's something you could wrap your head around. Sure. But just Im- imagine yourself at a social gathering. Someone says to you, so what do you do? Oh, I host a podcast. Yeah. So at this point, like, we are one out of ten where – Ten is highest social status. That's probably George Clooney. Sure. Yep. And zero. Imagine if someone said, "What do you do?" And I went, "Oh, I'm George Clooney." Right. Oh, and wow. Then, that's oh, a, that's exactly. A cool if you if you met someone at a party, yeah. And that uh, and, uh, and I, I'm a popular guy, George Clooney. What do you do? And they were like, "I'm a I'm a George Clooney." I'd be oh, like, oh, "Good for right. you." I I knew show business. I thought maybe Denzel. Yeah, but I'm glad you've clarified. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think. I think it's you know, I can make it part of my brand. The yeah. guy who, the guy who gives it a shot, the guy uh-huh. who will give it a try. Uh, so yeah, I think. Dep- I mean, I wouldn't want those eight or nine people to be family members or you coworkers. Don't, that's the thing, though. You don't. That's know. true. That's true. You have no idea. I do not you know what my mom and Brad are into. Yeah. Jordan, uh, here's a question for you. Please, does it bother you at all that you're more of a cat person? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, in the pursuit of dogging. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Is there some sort of some sort of variation on this that mm. we could call catting? Yeah. I mean, I don't it's dislike just... dogs. I mean, I don't want to. I I'm fine with being associated with them, but it would be a little more on brand. Like maybe it's something you can do in a bike lane. This is what I imagine catting is. You. Yeah. Masturbating. <laughs> I like it. I like car, it. In a car on I'm... your own, uh-huh. and then nine or ten. 
lonely women in their 60s watching. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, and just imagining me as one of their dead husband. Yeah. Or, or just the, the, oh, he used the to cat that, that passed away. <laughs> oh, right. Exactly. Um, I feel like what c- catting is mm-hmm. is uh, when a deeply committed lesbian cu- couple uh, gets a cat. That's it. That's like there. I could try that. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, I don't know how I could help with that. I could help them pick the cat maybe. Sure. Hmm. T- teach them, you know, some cat uh, techniques. I would say they didn't need you yeah. in that situation. But I think. Well, what if they don't know where to get a cat? Jordan already has one. He probably knows who sells them. How many do you have? How many cats? Just the one. What make? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a Jaguar. It's, yeah, it's, it's a 2012 <laughs> Ford Cat. <laughs> American made, not one of these rice rocket cats. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, just the just the normal cat. Although I did uh, go to a pet adoption fair today and oh, just yeah. kind of browse some. Were you? You should did have done you go that with your um, with your brownie. Oh yeah. Oh god, that that would be a fun thing to do. <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Because who knows what kind of adoption fair it becomes. <laughs> I think you sure. just cry. <laughs> I mean, you just feel so emotional and connected. Just go up to one of the volunteers. Excuse me, can I adopt these sounds? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you have them now. Cool, thanks. I don't think, I, I don't think I've been past an adoption thing uh, with my uh, wonderful wife. Mm-hmm. Without her getting to at least seven out of ten, where ten is crying, mm-hmm. um, it's intense. It, it's an intense emotional experience when any animal is in need mm-hmm. around my my beautiful, loving wife. If sure. I see any film that an animal gets injured or killed in, that's the end of the film for me. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm out. I'm like, I can't get past this. Sure. What if it's a da- what if it's a dangerous animal like that one with uh, the the like what was it, Robert De Niro and a bear? Oh, oh, sure. Uh, sure. The uh, David Mamet one. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins. Come on, Brian. Get on it. The Edge. It's called The Edge. Don't yell at Brian. He deserved it. He was just sitting no, there No, you're right. He, he did. He did. I can, I can tell when Brian You're is, right to yell at Brian. He's there and he's looking stuff up, and I can tell when Brian is just sitting there stroking his hair and spacing out. You know, let me... Can I go back? Which I I'm, call catting. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, Brian, Jesse was right to yell at you. I'm sorry I stuck up for you. There. Thank you. We'll be back in just a second with more on Jordan Jessica. My name is Dave. My name is Graham. And we're both the hosts of Stop Podcasting Yourself, which is a podcast from Canada. In fact, we've won the best podcast in Canada two years in a row at the Canadian Comedy Awards. <laughs> Sounds made up. It does sound made up. Even as I was saying it, I'm like, did, there, did that really happen? <laughs> Here's the thing. Stop Podcasting Yourself is a very positive show yeah. about two people who hate absolutely everything. <laughs> But we love you and you uh, listening through all this promo. Ah, the people have already fast-forwarded yeah. through this part of the promo. Anyway, thanks. We're Stop Podcasting Yourself, and you can find us at MaximumFun.org.
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Holly Walsh, visitor. Oh, you know what? Can we go back and do that again? I, I, you know, there was something on the on the on the show last week, re nicknames that I kind of wanted to give a shot. Just just try it on, see how it feels. It's it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, steal Santa. And Holly Walsh, alien. Wow. Just this is a seasonal thing. We'll do it up until. What Christmas. did you call steal Santa? Steal Santa. What does that mean? Uh, I forget. We were talking about Santa last week. <laughs> <laughs> and it led into some sort of riff about how Santa <laughs> died like Superman, and then there were replacement Santas that came to take his place. <laughs> One of them being Steel Santa. I don't know. I like that idea. That's funny. Can we? Can I be Steel Santa up until You're Christmas? Funny. Sure. That's a funny idea. <laughs> it's a very funny idea. I have fun thinking about stuff. Yeah. Can I tell you something? As much as I, as much as I. Don't like it when someone sends us an email or tweet to correct us mm-hmm. or to say the name of something that I couldn't remember the name of. Sure. But certainly as soon as I stepped out of the booth, if I wanted to know, mm-hmm. I could just type it into the Internet and find out right away. Sure. I love it when people tell us something funny we said. Oh, that's great. I've consistently forgotten it. Mm-hmm. And I get a, I get a whole <laughs> new kick out of it the second time. <laughs> that's like when I came in and I said I loved that joke you did. Yeah, thank Lazarus. you. That was really fun. Yeah, that, that was, was one of the nice... best, one of my, the funniest jokes I've ever heard. Yeah, we did a show. Uh, we in did London. a show in, we did an International Waters in London. Yeah, with John Watson. Or two times Who ago. Who was the other person? Uh, I had the the guy I'm playing on my team was Ron Babcock. Oh yeah, he's a very yeah, funny yeah. guy from out here. And you had another fellow was who was funny Graham and nice. Linehan? Oh was yeah, Graham Linehan. Yeah, wow, that was a great. It was a great show. Powerful lineup. Yeah. yeah, in that horrible cellar that stunk of piss. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a horrible cellar that stunk of piss. But <laughs> folks had a great time. It was great. I think people could... might have just been Graham Linehan. He, what the stunk of piss? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Now you now I'm putting it together. Mm. Yeah. I think people could probably look up that episode on the internet. That exists, right? Yeah, I think that's on the internet. Sure. But you said something funny? Yeah, he said something funny about how... I'm not surprised that he said something funny. I said no, that in the know. wrong tone. I, no, no, no. I meant to say, oh, what what funny thing did he, Jordan say? Not, you said something I didn't fun- didn't take it as such. Okay, thank you. He said something funny about um, red... You know, we have phone boxes, very sure. famous London icon, and how there's always sort of cards for... Sex, like sex phone numbers or prostitutes and stuff stuck in the car, stuck in the, the, anyway, I'm paraphrasing, it was much funnier how you said it. It was just that. So pretty funny so far. Well, I I feel like I should hand it over to him because it was his observation. No, I don't remember. But yeah, I mean, that is something, that is the thing you'll notice about, about, you know, when you're a tourist there, it's like you're kind of looking for these iconic things, you know. Right. Uh, And those phone booths are definitely part of that. And it's funny getting up close to them and seeing that they are uh, basically papered with prostitute advertisements. Yeah. It's great. But his joke was that <laughs> we should do this. We should definitely do this. You guys are. A real I feel great. like we're a married a... couple who've been sure. together for years, and we're just boring. Tell them that thing you said. Where did we eat last week? <laughs> they had the fish. Um, yeah, was it some sort of idea of like that? Well, because that has prostitutes in it. Just every London attraction. Yeah, you go to like Buckingham Palace, it would be like packed with pros- prostitutes <laughs> on the inside. Sure. Gives a whole new meaning to a beef eater, am I right? That- yeah. Here's to you, Jordan. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And, and to you, last year. <laughs> Here's to you, past Jordan. Sure. <laughs> or I, I would consider that to be uh, Silver Age Jordan. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, Holly, how long have you been? How long have you been in uh, God's United States? One week. I got One here week. last weekend. And you're just you're just here for show business reasons. 
Well, miscellaneous show business yeah, reasons. Yeah, I think so. Just so some people. TV stuff, movie stuff, circus stuff, novels, yeah. pamphlets, yeah. just all the kinds Ultimate of showbiz. Ultimate sports. <laughs> um, yeah, sure, sure. And, and some retail opportunities. <laughs> like working at Marshalls? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to bring badger baiting here. Oh. And I feel like badger baiting. I think America's ready. Well, I'm thinking there's a there's a sort of tie-in with the whole dogging thing where sure. you drive to a lay-by, I get the badger baiting going, and you sit in your cars. It's like a drive-through. That's what a dogging is. It's like drive-through live sex. Oh, that's exactly mm. what it is. There's, well, that oh, with secret codes. There's that's some... what makes it magical. But there's secret. Co- I mean, like you know, if you're driving through In and Out Burger, there's the secret menu. You say you want it animal style. In and Out Burger is the perfect euphemism for dogging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You do get both the in and the out. Yeah. And at the end, I'm sure that burger. this would, like, dogging would take off big time here because you guys love cars. If we promoted it. And not, you don't like getting out of your cars. Do you think... I mean, I've been, I've been very upfront about my willingness to try dogging. Do you think I could be the celebrity spokesperson for this reckless... You know what we're going to need? Sexual act? We're going to need a marketing budget. Mm-hmm. If we want to have a marketing budget, we're going to need a sponsor. Can we get the Twitter handle? Uh, I was going to suggest... Maybe we should talk to Sonic's mm. famous drive-through restaurant. Oh, and I reckon Snoop Dogg. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we sure. should definitely get him on board. Sure, and Lassie. <laughs> sure, <laughs> other famous dogs. <laughs> right. There's got to be a more famous dog since Lassie. Um, the one, the guy Benji. At... Who's Benji? Oh, he's from the Benji movies. There's uh, Fraser's dad's dog. Sure, oh, that's <laughs> you a know good dog. that is a good dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh. There's the guy, the the one that a Family Guy. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's good. We could probably rope in some millennials if we mm-hmm. get Brian on board. Mm-hmm. Although, to be fair, that dog isn't real. I'm talking about real dogs. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if you want to purely go real dogs, we can do that. Yeah. I mean, why would you want a fake dog when you can get a real dog? That's an excellent point. That is your catchphrase. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, can you do me a favor real quick? Um, you're on the internet, right? Can you look up Benji's phone number? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. We'll we'll talk to Benji later on in the program. We'll get him in here. Sure. Or at least we'll, during the break. Yeah. During the break, I'll get Benji on the horn and see if he's willing to do this. I think he probably will be. Yeah. It's been a long time since he's made a we movie. We could probably stage a Michael Keaton-esque comeback for Benji. I think so. Get him in some, like, you know, like, get him to be some, like, some, like, do some funny cameos mm-hmm. and stuff. But then, you know, kind of find him a, a kind of high-profile Arty Oscar bait kind of movie to do. I think we get that E to Mama Tambien director. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so definitely got to get something a... that's got a lot of uh, a lot of style, but is also <laughs> very sexy. Sure. What about the guy who did or the guy who did Gravity? Oh sure. I mean, I mm-hmm. can see I can see Benji and IMAX. Sure. Just kind of floating around there. Yeah, you can go top to bottom because you got a higher screen. Yeah. So I like that idea. Should we do seventy millimeter IMAX like uh, like that Christopher Nolan? Movie? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> you got You really got to get. You can't really got to get a load of Benji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, it's the textures. The textures. <laughs> he is a very textural pup. <laughs> a very textural pup. Holly, you, did Benji? No. I don't know who Benji is. Yahoo Serious? You know who that is? <laughs> Never made it over the pond. Uh, Benji is like, he was like a moderner lassie, a more modern lassie. But for, scruffier, too. Scruffier, yeah. What about the Littlest Hobo? Do you know who the oh, Littlest yeah, Hobo yeah. is? Okay, so she does know Canadian dog icon, okay. the Littlest yeah. Hobo. Do you, does England have famous dogs uh, along have the lines one, of Lassie? Do you have this show like uh, America's, you got America's Got Talent, right? Yeah. yeah. So we had Britain's Got Talent. <clears throat> About two years ago, a dog won it. 
<gasps> what do you no! a dancing Sounds dog? Sounds like a great dog. It'd be all those talented British humans and a dog pipped everyone to the post. Was it a boy dog <clears throat> or a girl dog? I think it was a boy dog. What? Although its name was Pudsey, which is a pretty asexual name, I would say. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah. What what did Pudsey do? He danced. Oh yeah. Yeah. He did a lot of dancing, backward dancing, what dance? forward dancing. Hustle, flamenco. You name the track, he had the moves. Really? Yeah. And then they made a movie out of it, which I believe did not do well. <laughs> Because people had seen it for the. <laughs> so they made, was it called the Hudsey story? Pudsey. 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 Yeah, I think so. You'd have to Google it, but uh, yeah. It was huge. It was huge. So, they so... thought it was going to be like Step Up. Mm. It was. They thought step it was going to be the next Step Up. Sure. They shot it, it in 3D. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, technically, that's Step Up 3D. Sure. It was shot in 3D. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you know, when you got a Pudsey on board, you want to jump right to 3D. They did name the – I thought it was weird that they named the first movie Pudsey to the Streets. Mm -hmm. But I guess he was taking his act to the streets. Mm -hmm. And in some ways it was a sequel to his work on Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean the naming convention needs a lot of work. Yeah, well, you know. Who judges Britain's Got Talent? That is a good question. I think Simon other Cowell. Dogs? Simon Cow- No, not even other dogs. <laughs> that would be it's great. Like, that Simon- would be great. <laughs> it's like dog- but also it was an entirely dog-based judging panel <laughs> for humans as well. Right. And it's like, oh, so it's, it's the first time-, time a dog won. <laughs> Every time someone sung, the other dogs are like, oh, oh, oh. I think Cowell's involved. Mm, you guys yeah. you guys familiar with the work of Simon Cowell? Sure. He's a judgmental Briton. Sure. Yeah, exactly. I think this woman called Amanda Holden mm. was involved. She is famous for being married to a quite mainstream comic and then leaving him. Mm. Oh. But then she's sort of she's sort of seen as a babe, so she's had a real... Who know. are we talking about, Jerry Seinfeld? No, 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 in the UK. We He's didn't have... there. <laughs> I don't know where he is right now. Sure. I don't have a homing device on Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, uh, I think it's is like it the guy who plays Keith Lemon? No, it's not him. Oh, okay. But a great reference. Thank you. And then um, somebody else. It might have been Louis Walsh or someone like that. Mm. It could have been one of the Spice Girls. A classic Louis Walsh type. Yeah. Do you ever come across it? Have you come across Louis Walsh? Walsh? Is Louis Walsh a member of uh, Take That? What's the name of that band? <laughs> he was Westlife. He, well, it, he was this sort of guru who oversaw, there was this sort of many generations of of Irish boy bands. Like, Ireland produces boy bands like you wouldn't believe. I had no really? idea. Yeah. That's, this uh, is Irish, a completely new fact to me. Irish boy bands are one of their biggest exports. Now, I knew that the Irish love country and Western music, which yeah. really blew my mind when I learned about that. Uh, but I did not know about the boy bands. Yeah, they really produce great quality boy bands. Some of the biggest ever Come out of Ireland. So not just quantity, but also quality. Yeah, I mean, no one does boy bands better than Ireland. <laughs> what? Are, okay, so I'm. What what qualities do the Irish boy bands have that make them superior to, let's say, a Norse boy band? Can I guess? Sure. Mellifluous brogue. <laughs> That's a very attractive. Gift of gab. Right. Gift of the gab. Mm-hmm. A luck. A sense of luck that sure. other, other people don't have. Just a certain, good dice. Just... A certain talent for Blarney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great kissing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, well, sure. I mean, for a boy band. <laughs> great uh, kisses. You gotta really? have, yeah. Great coffee. Sure. I don't think Irish Famous coffee. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, very yeah. Irish coffee. Yeah. They, I don't know what it is. They, they really produce just awesome boy what bands. What are some examples? Uh, Westlife. Boys to Men. Mm-hmm. No, Boy Zone. No. Boy Zone was a big one. <laughs> Boy 
it's, I like it when it has boy in the name. It's like, hey, you guys like boys, right? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we got some. <laughs> Here's these boys. Get a load of these mellifluous brogues. <laughs> what is mellifluous? Mellifluous. Mellifluous. Mellifluous having the quality of music? Oh, wow. That's a great word. <laughs> yeah. Mellifluous. 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 This is fun. <laughs> it becomes like a language lab. Like, yeah, repeat yeah. it more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to tell you what, Jordan. Three days from now, somebody's going to Twitter me. Remember when you and Holly Walsh were saying Mellifluous? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I don't remember that. Uh, oh, yeah, great so laugh. I think, yeah. I mean, I think this is – this podcast, I think, you know, like is good for – you know, like comedy fans, because we have like uh-huh. you know, like we have great comedians on as guests, right. and you know, and I think it's good for you know, it's good for like you know, like public radio fans, because you know, I think we you know we discuss some you know some kind of like brainier topics sometimes, but in kind of a fun way. But I think mainly it's good for ESL students. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just pronunciation. Yeah, Malifluous. yeah. <laughs> Can I have a beer, please? <laughs> Which way is the restroom? Malifluous. <laughs> Let's pull you... over the car and have sex. Would you like to attend a discotheque? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have areas of the country where certain, I mean, obviously you've got like country music comes from like Nashville or whatever. Sure. But like, are there no areas where like, I mean, I guess you do because like rappers come out of, famously come out of like Compton or New York. I'm, t- I'm basing this entirely on <laughs> one song. Sure, um, sure. But you know, like, our areas... Straight out of Compton <laughs> yeah. or New York. Compton. Straight out of Compton. NWA's legendary hit, Straight Out of but Compton. But the thing is, I, live, I was born in a village next to this village called Compton, and Compton is the most middle-class, hmm. like, British sort of... It's, I think it's sort of where that film The Holiday was filmed, you know, that one with Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet. It's like a, most, it's like a beautiful romantic comedy, and it always makes me laugh that Straight Out of Compton is... Is the opposite of what they imagine. <laughs> but, um, so you're saying it's not too it's not too hard down there. You guys aren't hard. No, no, okay. soft. Are yeah. you raw at all? <laughs> no, we are very cooked. <laughs> so yeah, nicely do, boiled. Do you have any areas where like boy bands come out of or anything like that? Uh, well, I think Florida. Orlando. Yeah, yeah, I think really? that the yeah, I think that if you if you have a youngster who is mm-hmm. displaying boy band tendencies yeah uh dancing let's say he's born with frosted tips sure right yeah he, he comes out with an earring he <laughs> sits on a stool on a high stool rather sure. than yeah. a seat because he's always ready to get up and dance mm-hmm. yeah and yeah and sometimes he starts a sentence with girl yeah you know so if you have a youngster who's displaying these tendencies i think right. you move him not to hollywood but you move him to orlando which is where the kind of boy band incubators are That's yeah so i think interesting orlando is america's banality capital mm. um it's a place where you put a, a high sheen on nothing <laughs> um and so i think that's where you would take yeah although new kids on the block are famously from boston right oh i didn't know that yeah well uh where does NSYNC come from? <laughs> oh yeah really are the uh have the Wahlbergs <laughs> ever talked about being from boston first yeah, yeah. interesting <laughs> did you know i'm from san francisco <laughs> these these blowing my mind yeah. two facts that are blowing my mm-hmm. mind is boston proud of the Wahlbergs like liverpool's proud of the beatles do they like not stop going on about it? That's an interesting question. Yeah, I don't. It's a good, yeah. I, I guess I would have to survey a Bostonian. Yeah. Um, but I would guess that Boston likes the attention that your Ben Afflecks and your Wahlbergs bring to it. Although they may be ambivalent about inconsistencies in the accents. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Where are you from originally? San Francisco. Who's the most famous person to come out of San Francisco that everyone's like, that's the guy? <sighs> 
That's an interesting question. Who is the most famous person to come out of San Francisco? Joe DiMaggio, legendary baseball mm-hmm. yeah. legend. I know maybe? that from the Vogue song. Um, gosh, I don't know. Robin don't Williams know wasn't he San Francisco? Uh, yes, although I don't know that he's from San Francisco, mm-hmm. but he certainly lived in San Francisco since the beginning of his comedy career. Um, yeah, who's a who's this famous San Francisco native? I don't know. <laughs> Brian, why aren't you looking it up right now? <laughs> Where are you from? Uh, Orange County. It's about an hour south of oh. LA. In, in Clint this Eastwood. example, uh, uh, Clint Eastwood's a San Franciscan. Uh, no doubt is from. Orange yeah, County. no doubt. No I doubt think our. Yeah, yeah, oh. re- yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, you might you, you might remember their hit album Tragic Kingdom, <laughs> which is a fun spin on Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe the most famous. I never got that. I know they're clever. They'll uh, they'll throw you a curveball. Tom Hanks is San apparently Francisco. from San Francisco. Uh, yeah, I think the most famous Orange Countin is uh, Orange Countite. Uh, Orange Countian is uh, probably Will, Will Ferrell. Tom Hanks is from Hayward. I think Tom Hanks is from Hayward. Will Ferrell. Yeah. You know what? I'll mm. tell you. I'll tell you this about Will Ferrell. Doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, he's great. You know what? Somebody says, "Oh, I'm bored of Will Ferrell doing the same thing in every movie." Go suck a lemon. <laughs> Will Ferrell's fucking wonderful. Sure. I'll watch a I'll watch a two star Will Ferrell movie till the cows come home. Agreed. Couldn't agree more. I don't care if he's what name one comic actor who doesn't do the same thing in every movie. <laughs> they take it's Philip really, Seymour Hoffman, R I P. It's really hard to develop a comic yeah, persona. It is, it is really really weird when people like take comic actors like Melissa McCarthy and Will Ferrell and for some reason want them to be Daniel Day Lewis where they transform. Yeah. No, they worked really hard to figure out what was funny about what they do. And sure. they do that. I'll tell you one. Do you, do you know Steve Coogan here? Yeah. He can really, he can do different things. He can really transform. Well, yeah, what's the, I guess, Alan yeah. Partridge. He can be Alan Partridge sure. or sad Steve Coogan. In the tra- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's the, what's the like, what's the like, oh my God, I can't believe that's him, Steve Coogan role. Because I guess I know Alan Partridge and like, you know, when he... 24-hour party, oh, 24 people? party people? Oh, 24-hour party people. Oh, I haven't seen it. He's pretty good in Philomena as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was super Steve Coogan-y in that, but I, I liked that movie a lot. Yeah. Jordan's uh, mom. Jordan's mom comes from... No, Jordan is a mom. That's why you like Philomena. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I did see it with my mom on Christmas <laughs> Day, and we loved George's, it. Jordan's mom is the most famous person to come out of the area. Oh, well, my mom was born in Louisiana, so she's a Johnny-come-lately to Orange County. I also really like Philomena, Jordan. I don't That's mean great. to cast aspersions <laughs> upon it. Oh, no. I, I mean, it's a, it's, a super, it's a super mommy movie. I mean, I, I, my mom and I saw it on Christmas. We both loved it. I mean, look. I fucking sit around my house watching all creatures great and small. <laughs> like, there's no mommer activity than that. Did they remake that here? No, I watched the one from the 80s, Not- the oh British God. one from the 80s. That's incredible. Yeah. That's the one where you see a lot of, um, it's a vet, isn't it, who lives yeah. in the Lake District, who the most famous thing is like he always, is, in every scene he's like delivering a cow. He's yes. got his hands up some, a cow's anus. How, I don't how know graphic how does they that do Very it. graphic. It and it was on at like tea time mm. on a Sunday. It was yeah. the most weird show to. It gets pretty, well, the thing is, is like tonally. It is the gentlest show you could ever hope to watch. It's like it's very, very character driven, very sweet, uh, kind of funny, but not in an aggressive way at all. Um, and then, yeah, then they'll just show him doing veterinary surgery. <laughs> You're like, are they like not even faking this? Is this a real veterinary yeah. surgery? <laughs> It'll literally be like slicing open a horse. Wow. And you're just watching that. 
And you're like, how could they have the budget to do this in special effects when they didn't even have the budget to shoot the indoor scenes on film? I don't think it's special effects. <laughs> yeah. I think it was you think the they 80s. actually just find corpses? I think it was the 80s and they were very relaxed about animal welfare. <laughs> 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 just cut it open. I like that idea that that, that was like part of that guy's audition. They're like, <laughs> yeah. okay, great. You know, you look the part. You really have an interesting take on the character. How good are you at bovine surgery? Oh, they were like, we will wait for seven years while you nail your... Yeah, you'll go to vet school, become a licensed vet. It's kind of like how... um, Boyhood. Yeah, there you go. Holly, have you had any uh, have you had any uh, exciting things happen to you in Los Angeles since you've been in Los Angeles? Have you you, like had any? Did you like have a have a meeting with uh, with Roger Moore? He, you know, he welcomes you at the airport as a sure. British person. He, he says hello. He just drives you around. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey guys. I was in some George, OK James Bond movies. George anyway. and V took me out for a drink just to explain uh, how it all works here. Just, basically, I got taken out by... Um, Hollywood's a bitch. If you're like me, you'll be a famous Hollywood footnote. I got taken out by Piers Brosnan. He was like, this is how the tipping system works. Mm-hmm. Don't piss people off. Mm-hmm. It's very easy. Sure. He's mm-hmm. Irish, but yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. He was originally famous for being in a boy band, correct? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think James Bond is the ultimate boy band. Sure. To be fair. Uh-huh. Yeah, the only boy band with a license to kill. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome if there was a, a if there had been a boy band of of just the different James Bonds? God, that would be so fucking just awesome. Like a sixty-five-year-old. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Sean Connery's the cute one. (laughs) Roger Moore's the bad boy. Sean Connery technically is the bald one. That's true. Sean Connery would be the one who would always do the rap bit. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, that would be great. Because, yeah, he does have a certain urban flavor that I think the other guys don't have. He's Scottish. Yeah, sure. What is Scotland's signature export if Ireland's signature export is boy bands? Well, it's, I'll tell you a signature import to Scotland, which is incredible. There's this drink they drink called Buckfast, and <laughs> basically there's this tiny sort of monastery in the How do you south, spell that? I don't know, B-U-C-K-F-A-S-T or something? Okay, sounds right. There's this tiny monastery in the southwest of England, down near Devon or Cornwall or someone, somewhere, and they make this drink, and it is pretty much only drunk in Scotland. What huh. is it? It's a, I don't know, is it like a, I don't think it's a fortified wine. I think it makes you go a bit mad. What is, I don't need to Google it. I don't know what. It's, a, it's alcoholic? Yeah, yeah, super okay. alcoholic. It's very, very high alcohol. I guess I'm thinking of when we were in Edinburgh, what was that soda everybody liked? Iron oh, Brew? Iron Brew, yeah. yeah. They love that stuff. I guess I was thinking of that as a Scottish version of that. that. No, this, this drink is specifically pretty much only sold in one country, but made in another country. Huh. What is what is Wales' signature export other than puppy dog's tails? <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, singers? You look at the singer, Tom Jones, Tom Shirley Jones. Bassey. Oh, yeah. They do, well, Blue Catherine Zia-Jones. So- Blue-eyed soul is their signature export. Yeah, they do do that really well. So, yeah. I'd buy that. Sure. And she, Catherine Zeta-Jones, especially in that when the preview for that one movie where she's going through the lasers. <laughs> you know what I'm talking sure, about? Sure, yeah. This is the most oft-mentioned preview <laughs> on this show. <laughs> I think we need to actually see this trailer. Although I still need to see, uh, oh God, Outside Providence, I guess. I guess we both, have, we both have homework to do. We should see the movies attached to the trailers we're obsessed with. I don't that, think you I know, need to watch. You know, that's the whole point of trailers. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, for some reason it did that. For some reason we have we we both have a trailer that we loved that we can still remember <laughs> from childhood, but have not tried to see the movie I'm yet. I'm pretty sure a trailer is like if you're like a successful entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you watch the trailer to save time. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. It's like just it's reading like the front and the back summary. page. I get it. I get it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you blow some rails and Did you get on you, with your day. Like maybe like maybe like 2 years ago, a mm-hmm. year and a half ago, I watched the tra- Entrapment. Okay. That's the name of that movie. Yeah. So I had I'd only seen it once in a theater sure. as like a 13-year-old or whatever. The trailer, not the movie. The movie, okay. the trailer. And it had lasered itself, if sure. you will, into my memory. Yeah. Just Catherine Zeta-Jones in this cat suit. Sure. It was like Is that because you were like a heady teenager and it was a very sexual image? Well, it was because, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, you've hit, the, you've hit the nail on the head, so to speak. Yes. I, 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 was, a, I was a teenager. I had certain interests. Mm-hmm. Uh, among those interests may or may not have been Catherine Zeta-Jones in, in a cat suit slipping her way through a variety of laser burglar alarms. And uh, my trailer that I remember but have not seen the movie is – it's just a one line from a trailer. It's Alec Baldwin uh, as some sort of like, you know, some sort of like slob in a, in a wife beater saying, sex is like Chinese food. It's not over till you both get your cookies. And for some reason, I remember that line perfectly. But, what was uh, the film? It's called Outside Providence. We got a lot of lukewarm endorsements of that film. We did. Uh, for mentioning it on the Jesse, program. if you watch Entrapment, if I watch Outside Providence, will you watch Entrapment? And then we can... I'm a married man now, Jordan. I don't know if my, my marriage could handle that. Based on my experience re-watching the trailer on YouTube like oh, okay. two years ago and finding that that's like a 1.8 second... Sure. Shot in the trailer. <laughs> like in my mind, this trailer is just her snaking through these things, and you just watch her, her beautiful body sure. go through these things, and it's like literally like it, it's just like a tiny moment of B roll. Yeah. But just the power potent, of my potent. the power of my thirteen year old fired onto your synapses. sexual imagination. Sure. Okay. Well, I'll watch Entrapment, and you watch Outside Providence. Yeah. Okay. Done. Okay. Great. Done. Can't get enough of that Alec Baldwin, especially <laughs> if he's doing a voice. Oh yeah, I remember. You, know you probably have the you probably have the good deal in this situation. Can I tell you something about Alec Baldwin, Jordan? And sure, Holly, I'm going to include you on this too. This might be a little bit controversial. Mm, okay, let's hear it. But sometimes I think that Alec Baldwin is actually pretty funny for a dramatic actor. <laughs> Someone should give him a break. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like – Give I don't him know. a chance to do a little comedy. I just – sometimes I see him – I don't know. Have sure. you ever seen him host Saturday Night Live? Do you Have you heard of Saturday Night Live? Uh, I, I usually don't stay up that late. So I'm a, aware that it's on, but uh, – I think it's on – is it on the Saturday? Uh, it's on. A, it's on Saturday. Yeah. It's a comedy show. Mm-hmm. A lot of, there's a lot of fun kids on it. They sure. do bits, skits. Sure. Uh, they have black people on there now. Oh, that's great. Um, Does Prince play for eight minutes every week? <laughs> I think so. Anyway, so Alec Baldwin goes on there, and you're thinking, wait a minute, Alec Baldwin from the Hunt for Red October? From the Baldwins, right? Exactly. <laughs> Ex- well, because you know that Adam Baldwin's funny. That's so wait, the thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, sure. if you've read Adam Baldwin's Twitter feed, <laughs> you know oh, I think, he's funny. I think Adam Baldwin is not related to the Baldwins, but he's a famous conservative asshole who was in Firefly. Who is are he the-, the guy who was involved in Gamergate? Yeah, he was the guy who invented is- it. Baldwin. No, you're right. You're right. 
Yeah, you, he has Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. With the funny Twitter feed, I'm thinking of James Baldwin. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> He's famous for the funny Twitter feed and the fire next time. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, I think, you know, you see him on there and you think it's just the guy from The Hunt for Red October. Mm-hmm. It turns out he, he does, uh, he'll even do a voice. Sure. And I'm thinking, why is this handsome guy doing a voice? Another good one? Justin Timberlake. He's a singer, right? If you think Justin Timberlake is just a song and dance man. He, I thought that's what he did. And, of course, you know him for sci-fi and action films. Um, like that one that he was in that I can't remember. <laughs> where, the name. where time was currency. <laughs> yeah. In time. Um, you know, I honestly think mm-hmm. he's almost as funny as someone who's funny. Sure. Mm. And you know what? I feel like he's game for anything. Yeah. You would think that a guy that handsome mm. wouldn't be game for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think he wouldn't be like us. Sure. You know what I mean? Game for anything. But he'll he'll go out there on a ledge. And he'll, he'll, have, he'll have sex in a car while other people watch and flash their brights. Sure. Um, I, you know, I think the funniest. You know who else is sure. surprisingly funny? Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> you think of him as a game show host? Sure, yeah. But a lot of times he'll do something that's really funny. Yeah, you think of him as a ping pong facilitator. <laughs> sure. You know him for his drinking games on television? Sure. But, yeah. Anyway, sorry, Jordan. I think the I think the you know kind of in the in the post thirty rock uh, time Alec Baldwin you know just like was embarrassing himself left and right with you know shit embarrassing shit that yeah. he should be embarrassed of. Thirty rock. I think like after thirty rock he had that MSNBC show that kind of came and right. went and then kind of yeah we see the, th- the great thing about being British is you never see that stuff yeah right? yeah you just I, you see know, the best stuff and then you're like what's Alec, Alec Baldwin done since doesn't matter and it's I like think that that's... for us with Sharon Osbourne yeah. <laughs> 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 I only see the creme, the, de la creme. it's basically you only see like them at Christmas that's right, it you don't right. have to live with them the rest of the year sure. you just see the good bits you don't have to hear them fart in the shower yeah uh, um, yeah I mean I think that's 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 us with British comedy too is we only get the best stuff and yeah. uh you know um i thought alec baldwin's podcast was pretty good yeah it was good he did some good yeah I, well, i'm it? not talking about the projects i'm talking about the public outbursts and the oh, sure. uh, and the paparazzi sure uh some very some very questionable public outbursts sure anyways so i thought the i thought the most uh i thought the most astute thing i heard and i forget who said it i can't attribute it to anybody but someone else said that uh uh oh you don't like alec baldwin you like jack donaghy yeah. Oh, that's a good point. It's I, like, honestly, can I tell you a secret? Sure. I'm going to preface this by saying 30 Rock is my favorite show of the last 10 yeah. or 15 years. I love. Me too. Love 30 Rock. I think Alec Baldwin's performance on 30 Rock is overrated. You know, I think what happens with those, with those, <laughs> God, yeah. Um, now the guy who writes for a fake game show is going to armchair quarterback about comic performances. Um, I think, uh, I think what happens when you do put those like actor actors in those comedy roles. Uh, Andre Brower on Brooklyn Nine Nine mm-hmm. is a good mm-hmm. example too. Which of, like, guy? Is, which guy is he? He plays the captain on oh, Brooklyn yeah. Nine Nine. Just like yeah, just so funny, and so amazing. great, and a brilliant, and just a brilliant, brilliant actor. Andre yeah, Brower, for is. sure, and and heralded. Really, justly for that reason. Yeah, absolutely, and he's re- and that's a great show, great casting. I think what happens sometimes with those capital A actors when you know they're so funny on those shows because they're so committed. You know, it's like you know you see Tracy Morgan, Tracy Morganing around, and that's great. But then you see the guy who has an Oscar be really, really intense with these silly lines, and I think just like gradually they start 
adjusting their performance to silliness. And I think that 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 does happen when you you know put those big Is that actors. A bad thing. I think so. Yeah, I, I I think that they are better when they're when they're played real straight. I, that's I think while they were cast. You know. I also think someone like well, I was watching Brooklyn Nine Nine last night, and Andre Brower. They wrote a there was a bit in there where he gave a speech about how upset he was about something that happened. It yeah. was like a totally ridiculous speech that he gave perfect commitment to and was just perfect. And as I was watching, I was thinking, yes, that's how you use Andre Is this Brower's the part where gift. afterwards he's like, please leave your guest pajamas and your guest slippers? Yes. Anyway, and, yeah, that was great. And but, but with Alec Baldwin, I felt like they started – he just had too many jokes and sometimes he would fuck up the joke – and I'd be like, ah, and nobody can be like, hey, Alec Baldwin, legendary, brilliant actor sure. and guy who's a gifted impressionist as well, yep. um, which is one of the reasons he's so good on Saturday Night Live. Uh, but like, hey, Alec Baldwin, you sort of you sort of hit the wrong word in that joke <laughs> and it sort of messed up the joke a little bit. Um, if you knew anything about comedy, actually, you probably would have just hit that right <laughs> word. Maybe you would have been less good at acting, but sure. that was that was the one. That was the flaw. I think he was but good overall. Was this live but... TV? This is live. No. So then he could have. They could have done a retake easily. But you can't ask Alec Baldwin to do. Is that what it is? Should I tell you who's the um, the the most the person who I think of like straight actor does a comedy turn? Mm-hmm. John Hamm. Yeah. Well. He's so unbelievably attractive as a straight actor. John Hamm knows. The thing is, the thing about Ham, the thing about Hambone, which is what I call him, <laughs> um, is John Hamm gets the jokes and can do the jokes. The, I think the difference between uh, Andre Brower and, uh, to some extent, Alec Baldwin and John Hamm, those guys are really gifted actors who are really funny in the context of you giving them something where the thing that's funny about it is that they're bringing stakes to a real life thing, but the real life thing is a little silly. Um, I think John Hamm can is a good, great comic actor in the sense that he can nail a joke. He can just be a funny guy, uh, which is not fair. Uh, un, unreasonable. Sure. I think uh, a little sickening. Yeah. Probably. You guys should watch uh, Last Monday is at Midnight. He puts on a cat sweater. Really? He does, yeah. Should I tell you the flip of this? Please. Somebody who who was a comedy actor is now playing a straight actor. This guy called, I think he's called Charles Easton. Is that his name? I don't know. He used to be in Whose Line Is Anyway. Uh Uh-huh. Now he is the lead romantic role in the ABC Mega Smash. I don't know how well it (laughs) I assume it's a Mega Smash because we watch it in England. Um, uh, Nashville. Oh, really? Oh, funny. Yeah, so he used to be a comedy actor. I didn't and know And now that. he's like the super earnest. Is that his name? Chip. He used to be called Chip Easton. And now he's, he's called a, Oh, that's Easton. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Primetime, that, uh, primetime soap opera star. Yeah. Sure. Um, well, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess uh, another good example of, you know, UK to US comedy to dramatica is Hugh Laurie. Yeah. He he's, was the biggest, like, comedy double act yeah. in the world. And, mm-hmm. uh, in the UK, which yeah, is the world is funny. to me. Yeah. And, yeah, now he's... Now What's he's a is his New Orleans good? piano musician. <laughs> yeah, now he is. Yeah. His accent is very good. I, yeah. I, I think when, when, you, when you talk about uh, Britons playing Americans and doing a great job of doing the accent, Hugh Laurie's got to come on the list. Who's yeah. the worst? But he definitely has – He def, I don't know. I feel like Hugh Laurie – I do like Hugh Laurie's American accent. I think it's great. But I definitely think it falls into that category of that just the weird, unplaceable – 
Yeah, it's like that, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, that's me from right from Brooklyn, uh huh. Time for baseball. I'm, I'm an American. That's right. Yes. It's me. Give me back my daughter. <laughs> that's right, me, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any apple pie? I have a very particular set of skills. Yeah, uh huh. It's very, it's very challenging for me to say the letter R. <laughs> Two party in system. an American way. Two party system. So things sound a little we- that's strange. Right. And unusual when I say the little letter R. I think Liam Neeson's is the worst, but like delightfully bad. Well, I love I, it. Can I say Dominic West on the wire mm, is sure. genuinely awful? And Dominic <laughs> West, and I will say like he's he's exceptionally good on yeah. the wire overall, and that so you kind of forgive. Yeah, him. I mean and that's the thing with Liam Neeson too is he's a very good actor. It's just he can be a good actor while sounding real weird. What and, about that other guy on the wire? He's from Britain. Idris Elba. Well, Idris Elba. Yeah. Idris Elba is exceptionally good, and so he's from Brixton. The guy mm, is that a London. super accenty place? Well, it's just South London. Huh. He's got a very South London accent. I did not even know that uh, I, it was a classic. I didn't know that he was an American. Wow, he's that good. Um, the guy who is uh, whose name is I want to say it's Aiden something who is on the wire, who's now on Game of Thrones. He plays oh, Littlefinger on Irish, Game of Thrones. He? Yeah, he's Irish, and. Um, his is a real mixed bag. <laughs> I would say, like, they had a real, like, I'm, what must have happened is they must have cast Idris Elba as Stringer Bell and been like, this is fucking amazing. Why are we looking at American actors? We should be looking at. Sure. Comb the UK. The thing about The Wire, though, is... That... Another catchphrase. <laughs> Comb the UK. <laughs> we'll be right back. What, what that sounds like, though, is that you just don't speak very good English. <laughs> and you're trying to entice people to the UK. Sure. I feel like the thing the thing about The Wire is that it's it can all sort of be forgiven slash none of it can be forgiven because... Basically, no one on the entire show is doing a Baltimore accent <laughs> because a Baltimore accent is basically impossible to do if yeah. you're not from Baltimore. So it's like it's like when you have a movie set in ancient Rome and some people are just talking and some people are real British and yeah, yeah and sure. so like, it's like yeah. Meh, who knows what they sounded like? Snoop, like Baltimore, no the one knows. Who plays Snoop on oh, the yeah. Wire and the guy who plays Prop Joe on the Wire mm-hmm. are from Baltimore and talk with Baltimore accents, and you're like, why are they talking so weird? Where are they from? Hmm. Though they're Baltimoreans, that the sounds thing. like they're from somewhere else. Yeah, no exactly. They it. sounds like they're from space because Baltimore <laughs> accents are really weird. What's the who's the who's the American to UK that does well, the worst? I can't remember if it was good or bad. I think it was bad. Didn't Gwyneth Paltrow have a good stab at it a couple of times? Mm, yeah, they do. They do shove her into. Love. They do shove her she, into. Yeah, some... and also wasn't Sliding Doors? Was she playing an English person? No, in that? I don't know. There's less um, call for it. Kate Winslet's brilliant. She does a great English accent. Mm-hmm. Um, she's American, you know that. You know oh, who? I did because I didn't know that about. I guess I, have, I know nothing about Kate <laughs> Winslet other than there's a chance that she'll be nude in things. She's not. She's English. Oh, yeah. okay. She does a good American accent, though. God, mm. have you seen that amazing? What's that? Fo- that one based on the book? Little uh, Children. No, in, in the um, road something. I don't know. Oh, it's amazing. Road Why can't I remember is it? A really good one. I love that. <laughs> Revolution Road, that's it. She's amazing in that. Um, You know who is an American who I think does a pretty good English accent is Madonna. (laughs) He said in a joke from 2002. Yes! That's it. That's part of your packet for the Chevy Chase show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
It's oh. funny when you meet English people here who've spent a lot of time here. You had some good jokes about the Atlanta Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Yeah. You, um, you meet people who are English and they've lived here for a while and they still speak with an English accent, but their intonation is mm-hmm. just a little bit sort of... they draw their words out a bit more and they're very just yeah, has that same sing-songiness that you have here so they keep their accent but they definitely adopt a different pattern of speaking mm. yeah a different pattern that's right uh-huh yeah <laughs> that's right from america me good old boy from brooklyn uh-huh born and raised <laughs> stick ball yeah <laughs> I drive a Ford. <laughs> That's right. Hop in my Ford glute and I'll take you down to the Statue of Liberty where I go. Uh-huh. Yeah, American. That's right. Do you think aha uh-huh is a very – do people just say that in America? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Sure. Yeah, sure. sure. Yes. Sure. That's right. Do you right. say of course a lot here? Of course. Of course we do. Of course. Because we're so certain about everything. It's our cowboy spirit, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Did you know that Germans are really into cowboys? No, uh. Yeah, that's like a huge thing. Like the like greatest selling novels in German in German language are all like cowboy novels. Really? <laughs> yeah, like cowboys are huge in Germany. That's all I got on that. That's terrific. Wow. You want me to get back to that two thousand two stuff? Yeah. What else yeah, you got? Go what on. else you got? What? Else? How old were you in that time? I'm looking at 21 years old. Yeah, I was 20. I was 21. Yeah, fun, fun year, fun year. What was? I'm trying to remember what was going on. Of course, the aftermath of September 11th. Sure, <laughs> there was that. Mm-hmm. Um, were the Fujis really big? Was that early? No, this is post Fujis. Like huh? 1997. Oh, sorry. 1997, maybe sounds about right. Yeah. I don't really remember. It was not very really. memorable. Yeah. 2002. You know what? A David Letterman gave us permission to laugh again. That's true. Oh, do something about Modest Mouse getting big. Oh, yeah. Modest Mouse <laughs> had an unexpected hit. <laughs> sure. Unexpectedly, Modest yeah. Mouse has flowed on. Yeah, American? I think they're from the yeah. Pacific Northwest. I, I think. think so. That sounds about right. They, they uh, Seattle, uh, Olympia, Washington. I don't know. I believe that was the last rock and roll hit, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, I think it's like, well, we're done. <laughs> Check that box, and it's over. Yeah, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Desico. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Steel Santa, and Holly Walsh again. Every time, every goddamn time, Holly Walsh is here. That's true. I mean, every time on this episode. Right. Yeah. Every time we... Other episodes, she has not been here. It's predictable, though, my return. This is my trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) Is it three parts, this? Yeah. Well, we're going to break the last one up into two parts. Okay. Like Hunger Games. So, yeah. Just so we can get a little more juice out of this thing. A prequel. I'm going to do the prequel (laughs) at the end. Sure. Jordan, there is so much new stuff in the Max Fun store right now. Like what? Anything good? Okay. So, first of all, you got your classics. Yeah. You got your rocket chip tea. You got your rocket chip hoodie. You got your classic Jordan Jesse Go logo tee. Awesome. That's a favorite. People love that sure. thing. Uh, you got your Max Fun Rocket mm-hmm. tote bag. You got your full short t-shirt. Hot damn. You know, somebody sent me an e- email the other day. You should make a full short t- t-shirt. Yeah, we have a full short t You short can t-shirt. buy it now. You could have been wearing it this whole time, you chump. I explained uh, full short. I was called upon to explain full short uh, to a group of people from the Knight Foundation. What's the Knight Foundation? It's uh, like a it's major a vampire hunting group. It's yeah. a major foundation that that founds uh, that that funds uh, uh, journalism in libraries. Oh, um, what they think of it? They think it was funny. 
it's not really funny when you say about it. Well, what sure. is a full shirt? Luckily, Wadlord is funny, <laughs> and they also asked me to explain Wadlord. What yeah. is a full short T-shirt? Uh, it's a T-shirt that says full short on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, that is funny. A reference to a you-had-to-be-there thing that happened on the show about so, a year ago. Uh, so Brian actually has produced a couple of new Jordan Jesse Go shirts. Ooh. There is one that says, I, and then... JJ Go and where the heart would be. There's a race car. Nice. Love it. Very cool. Very tasteful and a nice sort of vanilla colored shirt. Ooh. And there is one that says America's Radio Sweetheart, Boy Detective, and blank. Mm-hmm. And you can fill in the blank. If you're one of those folks who has saved up a, a fucking nickname, mm-hmm. you can imagine it you can, and project it right in there. Plus, in addition to that. Or you could put Holly Walsh again. Yeah, if just you want to, just, you just, you just put change it. Whoever's on with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a max. There's this really cool new Maximum Fun logo shirt, and probably the coolest thing that we have right now, a uh, skateboard deck. Nice. What? Right? What do you mean a deck? That's that's a, a skateboard, but without any wheels on it yet. You put your own wheels on there. That is so cool. See, look at it. Isn't it a cool How skateboard deck? How much is that gonna? Set me back. That's the thing. I thought they would make it more expensive. If it had been up to me, I don't set the prices. I consult on the sure. prices with our friends at Topedico who run our store. I consult on the prices. It's forty dollars. That is my Christmas present sorted. Kind forty dollars yeah, is kind like of sounds like a bargain to me. That's nothing. That's, that's like nothing. If you use that ten times, that's four dollars a time. Sure. You could just put it on your wall. Four dollars per ollie. Every time you look at it, what? You probably look at a hundred times. Yeah. Right? Four cents. Is Depends that four on... cents? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, it's because yeah. it costs four dollars. Yeah. I know. Forty cents. <laughs> That's nothing. I here's the thing about this skateboard. It is so cheap that you can buy it to put on your wall, mm-hmm. then never get around to putting it on your wall. Sure. And it's still a bargain. <laughs> and just use it as a tray. Yeah. You could totally put some drinks on it, apps. This yeah. thing's gorgeous. Maxfunstore.com. Thanks to Brian Fernandez, Sonny D, who designed a lot of that stuff. Oh, and you can get a print of uh, painting of us as cats. Terrific. So, catting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you Just look at it. Catting with your lights on. Painting a picture of some popular podcasters as cats. But you have to look at it from your car. The car right. Part while people is so are flat. Yeah. And yeah. I think all this should be done in cars. Yeah. That's fair. Um, Jordan, what do we got uh, on the Jumbotron this it's week? It's the Talking Gym app for the iPhone. The Talking Gym is a soundboard mobile app that has adult humor animations. This app is for entertainment <laughs> purposes only, not that you would use it for anything else. The humor in this app may be offensive, vulgar, out of left field. It's supposed to be. If you if you get easily offended or you don't enjoy laughing, don't download this app. It's the uh, almost banned by iTunes Talking Gym app for iPhone. Created by fellow podcast listeners. Search for it in the iTunes store. Talking Jim exclamation point. Created by some Jordan Jesse Go fans. Yeah. I'm anxious to see some of this adult animation. I like mm. to imagine that it speaks with the voice of Jim Rayal, the master of Would You Rather. <laughs> sure. I'm thinking of Jim Neighbors. <laughs> okay. So we both have a good solid Jim. Yeah. Did you know? Okay. So Paul Rubens is on an upcoming episode of Bullseye. Hot damn. I've already conducted the interview. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you... That after uh, the controversy surrounding, this is not something we had time to discuss in the episode, uh, uh, surrounding the uh, uh, Paul Rubin's arrest, mm-hmm. his famous arrest. What did he get arrested for? Uh, uh, indecent, indecent exposure. Sure. Um, he mm-hmm. was in an adult movie theater, engaging in adult movie theater activities, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I believe he pleaded, pled no contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, 
he said he was in there, but he wasn't doing anything. Uh, either way, I don't give a shit. Sure. Um, you should be able to jerk off in an adult movie theater. God yeah. damn it. You should be able to jerk off in a car. God damn it. Thank you. So he... Get over here and flash your lights. I'm jerking off. Hmm. He went with his friend Jim Neighbors <laughs> to reclusive heiress Patty Duke's compound <laughs> and just lived there for a couple of months. No, oh, that's great. Yeah. Don't you wish you were friends with Jim Neighbors Sounds and reclusive, like a... reclusive heiress Patty Duke? Sounds like a fun getaway. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, it's MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. If you want to advertise on Jordan, Jesse, Go, or any of our MaximumFun.org shows and reach our gorgeous, delightful audience, mm-hmm. email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Steel Santa. And I'm Holly Walsh, over here. Holly. Mm. Are you going to tell me off? Was that not good enough? Number one, <laughs> I'm sick of your bullshit. Oh, I Number thought, two, you, I thought I'm you'd sick like of, it. I'm sick of looking at your <laughs> fucking face. I enjoy, oh, I enjoy again, the bullshit, I Holly. You'd like it's it. been a lot of fun. Your sh- I've had it up to here with your shit. And for the home listener, I'm indicating roughly eyeball level. Mm-hmm. It's very high. But that is sure. still a fair amount to go. There's a bit of room to fill, but I'm going to tell you, yeah. you're on pace to fill it up. Jeez. Quick, fast, in a hurry because of the amount of shit that's been pouring out of your fucking mouth. The old half a strike and you're out rule. Tough. Yeah. You know a little something about America. <laughs> <laughs> when something momentous happens... Okay, I was just joking about Holly. Holly's great. <laughs> Uh, when something momentous happens to you, our listener, we have you call us for our segment, Momentous Occasions. Our telephone number, which you should put in your telephone right now. I mean, just do it right now, and then you'll have it. Then you can call us whenever, is 206-984-4-FUN. 206-984-4-F-U-N. We've got a couple of momentous occasions in the hopper. Let's hear one. Hi, calling from New York with the momentous occasion. Uh, I was just walking through Tribeca, and I saw a baby wearing a uh, Halloween costume. She was Wonder Woman, um, and uh, she looked really, really cute, and I was enjoying it. And I walked another block, and I saw a dog wearing the exact same costume. <laughs> uh, pretty good. <laughs> Have a great Halloween. Bye. Boy, we are. this reminds me that we are in a real sweet spot right now of – Little kids still wanting to wear their Halloween costumes outside of the house, which yeah. is fucking awesome. I saw – I've seen a lot of a lot of Frozens out there. I saw a couple of different Frozens today. Uh, and then I saw a, uh, a kid yesterday, full Hulk, full Incredible Hulk, like a padded green muscle suit, and then Batman rain boots. <laughs> uh, my son – Simon mm-hmm. participated in uh, – my son Simon participated in trick-or-treating for the first time mm-hmm. this year. Um, it was a lot of fun. I – so he has like 12 different costumes mm-hmm. because my mom just keeps sending costumes to our house. Um, I mean this is how I grew up to be what I am today. <laughs> this is just when your mom is just constantly foisting costumes <laughs> upon you. Um, but he's – so he – he had not decided which of them he was going to be. What were the what was the final three? So we had uh, some kind of clown suit, a dragon suit. Um, 
like a lion or something like that. Uh, so these are like these are like traditional Halloween costumes. These aren't like not like Power Ranger yeah. or something. Yeah, he was talking about being a Baxin, which is the antagonist mm-hmm. in the new Winnie the Pooh movie. Okay. Now, granted. <laughs> He does not yet fully understand that the point of the movie is that the Baxin doesn't exist. Oh, okay. Um, sorry, spoiler alert. Yes, yeah, sounds not great with metaphors. Yeah, it turns out that the Baxin was just a note that Christopher Robbins said that he was back. He'd be back soon, mm. and so it's just what they imagined the Baxin what might be was sort of the antagonist. Then they learned that everything was fine; they didn't have to worry about the Baxin. But Simon somehow has decided that to become a Baxin. He puts a horn on his head. Mm-hmm. There's some like descri- colorful description of it. Sure. But so there's a horn on his head or horns on his head, but then he puts socks, red, m- my wife's red cotton socks mm-hmm. on his hands, like gloves. Sure. Which I don't even know what that has to do with the Baxen. I don't remember red, but he. He puts on his Baxin gloves very regularly. Okay. So that was a consideration. <laughs> but he had pulled out all of his costumes and piled them on the floor mm-hmm. to decide. And so it's like six six costumes on the ground. And he just ended up sort of doing a backflop onto them. Sure. And then he looked at me and he said, Daddy, I'm swimming in costumes. <laughs> Pretty he good. Up, he ended up going with the dragon. Cool. I saw a guy dressed as Reggie Watts. Okay. Um, the the comedian. Yeah. Uh, and it was a white man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In an afro wig. Sure. Number one, I'm not comfortable with white people in afro wigs. Sure. Um, like a clown afro wig, like a rainbow <laughs> wig. Sure. Or like uh or like a Harpo Marx style. Yeah. Like the kind that isn't clearly a racial identifier, ethnic identifier. Sure. Um so yeah, he was wearing an Afro wig, which I'm kind of ambivalent about. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like it's sort of like second tier blackface. Sure. Um and so I felt I, it was the first time I'd ever seen someone in a Halloween costume as someone I had met. Mm-hmm. So I was happy about that. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, how, what is, how do you know it was definitely him? He had... Oh, yeah, I guess what is, what is other than the Afro wig, what makes it mm. Reggie? Was he making noises? He had the suspenders. Okay. Uh, and a striped shirt. Okay. Uh, and jeans. The mm-hmm. suspenders were clipped onto jeans and he was carrying around a keyboard. Okay, that makes sense. Mm. And I think a microphone, too. Okay. Um, But, yeah. I mean, who else is it? One of the Jackson 5. (laughs) Fat Tito. Yeah. (laughs) One who didn't quite get the costumes everyone else got. His outfit was a little padded out, too. Okay. As we know, uh, uh, Reggie Watts has a huggable physique. Sure. So, yeah. So, on the one hand, I was excited. And, you know, like... Look, our friend Scott Ackerman has been a guest on this program. Sure. Hosts Comedy Bang Bang mm-hmm. alongside Reggie Watts. Uh, any sign that people love his show, which they should because it's a great show, is great. Sure. But I was a little uncomfortable with it. That's fair. I was like, uh, now let's leave that to black people. <laughs> we have this – I was saying this earlier. We have this show called um, Stars in Their Eyes. Well, it, we had it. It's been axed now. And uh, 
it was on for years, and the idea is you come out and you go, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be Elton John. It's just a normal civilian. Tonight, I'm going to be Elton John. And then it cuts to the, like, doors opening and then a little smoke, and then the person comes out dressed mm. as Elton John and does them be- their best impression sure. of Elton John. So they obviously think they can do an incredible impression. But there's one on the internet, and I think it, I don't think it is the British one, I think it might be another country's version of it, where a white woman says, tonight, Matthew, or whatever the guy's name is, I'm going to be, oh, Stevie Wonder. There's mm. a white woman. Oof. And then it cuts to... Oof. This is going to be tough. A woman dressed blacked up everything as Stevie Wonder with a guide. That's how blind she is. She's being bought out who, like, guides her to the keyboard, sits her down. She does the full song. Best Stevie Wonder impression she can do. The full head work, everything. What hairstyle is she wearing? I can't remember. I think she's got the plaid. Is it like an 80s, like a juicier Stevie (laughs) Wonder? Like a more natural 70s Stevie? The whole thing is the most dubious thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Why did they let that happen? It, I don't know. I can't remember what country it was, but sure. they are fine about it. Well, I guess if it's in, you know, if if they're Dutch or something like that, they don't, you know, some of our racial stuff is probably not as clear to them. I mean, uh, don't do it. But I I saw John Lovitz doing J- Roy Orbison. I thought he did a great job. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Good work. Greece. Greece. It was Greece. Yeah. Well, it's worth watching for cringeworthy TV. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I have never seen Greece. All I had heard about was Greece Lightning, the song from mm-hmm. it, uh, and <laughs> I knew John Travolta was in it, but I did not know that there was these problems with it. Yeah. Well, uh, Holly, you did go. you do a Halloween thing? We don't really have it. It's yeah. not a big deal. Hmm. Um, but it's gradually becoming a bit more a big deal. And my friends from Texas who live nearby, they came and knocked on our door, and we were like, shh. <laughs> and then they had to call us and say, we're outside your door with our kids. Oh, you we thought it was like in. the yeah, we thought it was like, gradually creeping in. We thought it in. was some other you know, local child. We didn't <laughs> open the door. And then I felt such an asshole. Mm. Did your so, friend from Texas TP your house? What does TP mean? Oh, is that the poo Toilet thing? paper. No, that's where you throw toilet paper in their trees. She didn't TP our house. She actually, it was so awful. She called and said, let us in because we want some sweets. And it was so awkward. She just wanted kid. a Cadbury or a... A Cadbury, Mince yeah. Pie? <laughs> Mince pie. What do you guys eat over there? <laughs> That's Christmas. Oh, okay. Pies. You, what, you, what do they want? Four and twenty blackbirds. <laughs> <laughs> Spot of tea. Um, I guess. How was the how was the how was the trick or treat hall this year? Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, a three year old is not. Uh... Yeah, how long do they want to do that? An hour. Yeah, I mean, mean? an hour is about it's like a how hole. much? Yeah, oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. A hour was maybe twenty pieces of candy. Okay, um, that's good going. Yeah, oh. I, I helped eat them, um, which was fun. Sure. Uh, we went to a street like a trick or treating street, mm-hmm. which, especially in a place like Los Angeles, you got to go to the trick or treating sp- street because it's just not dense enough otherwise. Sure. Can I ask you a question? How do you know if people are up for it? Like, like not going back to dogging, but what's the, light, what's the lighting arrangement? To yeah, know I guess that like, if the houses are decorated, if like all the you know the porch lights and stuff are on. Yeah, I feel like if the if the if the, if you're on, so there's trick or treating streets and not trick or treating streets. I grew up on trick or treating streets, but we would also we would go. So I grew up in the Mission, which was a sort of lower middle class neighborhood, and we would go to the much more comfortably middle class neighborhood of Bernal Heights to do our trick or treating. 
because that was where the good, the really good, because all of Bernal Heights would sure. be would, was open for business. Do you think when you buy your house, they're like, just so you know, the the estate agent, the real estate agent, goes like, this is very much a trick or treat area. Sure, you're well, going you to gonna be in so, for twenty bucks so, a candy a year. So then they're like, you, we need to put that into your budget off the price of this house because that has an expensive outlay on the street that I went trick or treating on. So I had never been on. This was essentially a theme street. Mm-hmm. Like, it was closed off by the police. Oh, wow. Uh, It was like every house was decked out except for, like, two. And I just can't – that was exactly what I thought. Like, did these people know that this was what they were getting into when they bought this house? You have to turn your lights off. Not go into the front of the house and stay in the back. We have to stay in the kitchen so that because it's not really designated. Like nobody knows. So sometimes you get knocked on the door. People and, just try. Willy so it sounds like Halloween in the UK is a lot like the Purge here in America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds just like the Purge. And you have to do all these things just because you just want to be careful not to buy four dollars worth of candy for children. <laughs> I don't want any children coming to my house. Right. I've got stuff to do. Sure. They're germy. I don't buy into it. Yeah, Isn't, my you parents. Got, you got pornography parents. running on the TV. <laughs> yeah, I've, got, I've got NWA straight out of Compton <laughs> from the back. My parents are. My mom is a vicar, like a what, a, like a pastor, and she n- was really like anti it because of because she thinks thought it was anti Christian. Yeah, she just doesn't see it as like I don't know. It's because it's I don't know. I guess it's sort of it is anti Christian. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they have. Yeah, they, that definitely is a thing, a sentiment in America amongst like a you know a certain kind of like you know super intense christian and like the solution in america is always a like the church will have a harvest festival yeah. for kid you know because kids love to celebrate the harvest well also yeah and because pagans hate the harvest i know yeah. right exactly yeah it certainly, seems like you're making it more pagan no pagan harvest festivals <laughs> right it's like um in france mm-hmm. hello all Hallows Day is the day you go to visit your dead relatives. You go to their graves. Mm. Yeah. So you, as in, as as with uh, the Day of the Dead, which is sort of a week in Mexico, you do different stuff about the people that died right around that time of so year. So you just go and visit all the graves and you put flowers on them and, you know. Reflect. Good, yeah. Cook their favorite foods. That's mm-hmm. what you do in Mexico. Is that true? Eat, they make these these super gross, different fucking pan dulces. What's fucking a pan dulce? <laughs> I, again, okay. I I apologize to all the Mexicans and Mexican Americans listening, but I think your fucking baked goods are horrible. <laughs> it's just it's just the truth. I I've tried them. It's not because I haven't tried them. I just think they're horrible. I like most other things about Mexican and Mexican American culture, but this sorry, Pondul says fucking gross. This is a sweet time for celebrations, though. This yeah. month you've yeah. you've got thanks or like you had the end of Halloween, Thanksgiving, Day of the Dead's around here. We have. Fireworks night, big can I, deal. Can What's I, fireworks? Oh, that's the other reason why Halloween isn't a big thing because we have Guy Fawkes. Oh, okay. so that's on November. Were you guys just a celebration of Reddit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have we we like we tend Cel- to celebration of journalistic integrity in video games. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so what so what happens in the UK for Guy Fawkes Day? Well, you it's it's about this guy who tried to blow up Parliament. In the six, 17th or 16th Oh, I've century. seen V for Vendetta. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. We all, go, we all go to the park and we watch a huge fireworks display and we all eat toffee apples and stuff. Oh, that sounds stuff. fun. Yeah, it's, that's sort of our party around that time. Huh. 
I think basically humans realised they needed something in that period to not feel suicidal about the fact that it was cold <laughs> and wet and horrible. Yeah, so let's cram it with things yeah, where it's an excuse sugar, to drink. Let's yeah. get sugar, drink. How much and... is Guy Fox Day an excuse to drink? Um, it's not, I mean, it's not, that's, I mean, to be fair, lit fireworks and alcohol are not a winning combo. Well, I mean, we have, yeah, four, they are, we, 4th of July. Yeah, we have 4th of July, which oh, yeah. is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also Diwali nine is Nine fingers, nine time. fingers. <laughs> Diwali is at the same time, that big festival, mm-hmm, so sure. like, clearly this is a good time to do it. Yeah. But why would you have a fireworks festival at the longest days of the year? Can Surely I... do it on a short day when it gets dark quicker and you can watch them. I agree. No. Poor planning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Although it's a great day for a barbecue. Mm. So you can have a barbecue sure. in the evening when it's still light out, and then once it gets dark, that's when you start blowing off them <laughs> fingers. I think every day is a great day for a barbecue here. Yeah. That's a really good point. Especially can I you. Can I spitball something with you guys? Just yeah, a business idea sure. I just had. So Holly brought up toffee apples mm-hmm. or caramel apples here in the United States. I think we can agree it's a great way to add a little zip to an apple. Mm-hmm. I mean, apples are fine, uh, as is. It's one of the world's most popular fruits. Mm -hmm. Certainly one of the most popular fruits here in in northern climes. But (laughs) wouldn't you say? Agreed, yes. We pride ourselves on our apples. Mm -hmm. If it's more difficult to obtain a mango, which certainly in almost every way is superior to an apple. Sure. Then you're going to have to fall back on an apple. A friend of mine was telling me a story about how she was walking down the street and she was eating a mango like an apple, and a woman stopped in the street to laugh at her because they they are not. It's a funny portable food. It's a funny image. You you don't. That's a good thing about apples, bananas. That you just walk along, you eat them, you're done. Yeah, that's true. Here's what I'm thinking: when you're eating a a toffee, as you call it, or caramel banana uh, apple, as Mm -hmm. we do it here in the United States, you get that great outer layer which is a combination of uh, the sweet tart apple Mm -hmm. and, of course, the delicious cooked sugar of caramel or toffee. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and cite both of them every time it comes Do you not have toffee here? Something different here. I'm going to bring buckfast and toffee to... Toffee is definitely an English thing. We do have it here, but it is an English thing. Okay. So in a Heath bar, for example, we have it. Uh, So I say... You core the apple mm-hmm. and put caramel in there. Oh. Because then, then your interior bites aren't just like, well, disappointing. I had a candy before. Yeah. Now I'm just, just eating, eating an, an apple. apple. Yeah. On a stick like a chump. Yeah. No, that's a great idea. That Thank is you. a good idea. Thank you. Business, businessmen and women, if you're out there, you have some seed capital and some business insight and a business plan. You know, we can make this. We can make this a. Word. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, <laughs> we can make this a hipster gastropub thing. You just want to fill the middle with sriracha. Yeah, sure. What's sriracha? Uh, it's like this hot sauce that wasn't on everything before, but now is on everything. Why do you fill it with alcohol? Oh yeah, sure. Maybe a nice schnapps. Yeah. <laughs> what about schnapps. caramel schnapps? Caramel schnapps, yeah. <laughs> Oh, maybe like a flavored vodka. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Do you have Jaeger Jäger- bombs here? We do, yeah. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Jaeger bombs. I've got two it. in my tummy right now. I don't. We do have that, though. We have one more call, don't we? Let's hear it. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Ben over in Phoenix, Arizona. I was almost carjacked, actually, at gunpoint. And I say almost because I went to a parking lot uh, where a store was closed, and I was heading back to my truck. 
And a guy approached me and asked me for the bus schedule, and I said I didn't know and looked it up on my phone, gave it to him. And then when I was heading to my truck, he said, hey, give me your keys. And I looked at him, and I was not scared but just annoyed. It was weird, and I said, no, I'm not giving you my keys. And then the guy brought out a gun, and he said, no, man, I'm not playing. Give me your keys. And I just told them also in the same annoyed tone, no, I'm not giving you my keys. And then he did this little dance. It was really weird. He was like almost kind of like break dancing because his mind like I think exploded because he never expected me to say no. Like the gun was was going was was going to automatically demand a yes. And then he paused and said no, man, I'm just playing, and then just runs away. It was just so unusual and, and just weird, a very, very weird experience. Uh, mom, uh, you know, momentous occasion because it didn't carjack me, but also a kind of moment of shame because I should have just given him the keys. I, I don't know what came over me. Well, anyway, guys, uh, love the show. Uh, 2015 slogan, no, I'm not giving you my keys. Thanks, guys. Bye. First of all, you don't make the slogans. We make the slogans. Yeah, thank I you like, very much. I like the idea that that guy called you before the police. <laughs> <laughs> this that guy, just happened to him yeah. and he thought to call you first. Anyway, I've got a, some police to call. This guy thinks that this stupid thing that he did, mm-hmm. this grievous error in God. judgment that he made, was so great that we, his heroes, <laughs> should dedicate our entire year to it. Yeah. <laughs> 2015, we've got a death wish. <sighs> 2015, guy. just give him the keys. Yeah. <laughs> if I learned anything growing up in the inner city, just fucking give it to them. Jeez, Whatever right? it is, it's not that important. It's so much better to just give it to them. Anybody who needs it so bad that they're threatening to hurt you to get it, just give it to them. It's not worth rolling the dice. Boy, yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. What do you got that's so great? You got car insurance? What is this, a Tercel? Yeah. You got a 94 Probably some kind of Tercel. It's probably a 94 Tercel. Oh, yeah, Hyundai. What do you got, a a Hyundai Elantra? Is this a Geo Tracker you're trying to protect? You got a Kia... Kia Sephora? Sure. It's a combination of Kia and a makeup store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best case scenario. Sure. He drives a bad car. He gets the insurance. He gets a better car. Yeah. Did you say a geo tracker? Mm-hmm. That was really good. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. I'm sorry I said something after that. That's funny. You know, it's kind of like a proto Scion or a proto it was like a Kia. Com- yeah, it was a compact. Oh. A, a compact. So geo was like the cheap. I believe it was made by General Motors. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like their like youth-oriented value brand mm-hmm. uh, that was a f- not a great success. Ran for maybe fifteen years, and uh, the Tracker was a compact SUV, uh, but a mm. very comically compact and shoddy one. One of the like running jokes with my group of friends in high school is we had a buddy who had a Geo Tracker, uh, little car. He was a big man. So, oh. you know, kind of a funny image of sure. this kind yeah. of big guy getting in this, like, little squat Jeep-looking thing. Probably a little bit more convenient than if he had had a Geo Metro. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> or a Geo Metro LSI convertible. One, of, Yeah, sure, those two. 
Uh, anyways, but he was like driving people around in some sort of kind of like, you know, like late at night in some area where there weren't a lot of cars and, you know, was maybe being like a little reckless, was showing off a little bit. And he showing off his it tracker. is geo tracker. Yes, it is geo tracker. Ghost riding it, or? <laughs> yeah, ghost. Yes, ghost riding his whip. Donuts in a yeah, yeah, shit like that. Um, and he started driving toward railroad tracks. And some people said like, "Hey, don't drive on the railroad tracks." And he's like, "Hey, it's cool. This is an off road vehicle." And he drove along the railroad tracks and popped all his tires. <laughs> oh, I anyway, he's stuck on it. Was he able yeah. to get off? He was able to get off. Okay. And his, this, he just this, got out, picked it up. Put it on the side. Right, yeah. That's it. That's how cheap it is. Yeah, you use a... It's so light. Yeah, you use a pool net to, <laughs> to jab it off. Yeah, no, this, the story does not end with uh, four teens being crushed by an Amtrak. Just a doofus he, popping all his tires. Did he have triple A? I don't know. I forget how they resolved it. <laughs> okay. Usually kind of the story ends with he popped all his tires. Right, but my question is, did he have triple A? Because you could call roadside assistance. Sure, and while you're there, get a couple maps. Can I ask uh, another question? Sure. Do you think he might have had OnStar? I hope. I should hope so. I mean, on the one hand, it's a lower-end vehicle, so it's yeah. less likely to have OnStar. But I, I think it might have been available with OnStar. Again, I what think these OnStar? these aren't the important details to the story. I mean, so they're kind is, of it's I mean, a it funny story. Like, there, oh, like, the punchline is that the guy popped all his tires. So Holly, we didn't really talk I, about it too much after, I like where mean, he took it to get it worked on, <laughs> where he got the tires. I didn't mean to leave leave this mm-hmm. leave you out on this. So OnStar, like, let's say that you had a. Uh, I'm just trying, like a geo tracker. This is like right, a right. third hand right. joke, and it's kind of so the funny story third, is that the guy was showing hand, off. Uh-huh. Geo tracker, as Jordan said. Again, I would not have gotten these kinds of details. I don't know. <laughs> and if his plates were up to date, I don't know. Emergency. Yep. Um, you press a button on your roof, and you're directly connected via cellular telephone to a roadside emergency dispatch operator yep. who can send you flares, tires, uh, tow truck. Um, you kind of they, understand anecdotes. They like they kind of – they have a beginning, a middle. And, and, you know, you don't want to bog it down with like <laughs> random details. Like, you know what? You teased the guy. <laughs> Did, when he pressed the OnStar and I was – I don't know if he had OnStar. On I don't remember what color it was. Thing. It's were not you, the point of – Where they lock the doors remotely. Have you heard a street because joke before? It's kind of like this but it's real world. You don't need to know – the train tracks, you have to worry about Where he took it to get it worked on. vagrants, dangerous characters. So – you wouldn't want to go around and lock them all individually, but you can call mm-hmm. the OnStar and have them lock it down. Unless you have AAA and you already called the AAA. Although this is see, this doesn't. It, the purpose this, of this was to be a funny. This is genuinely like talking to my parents. <laughs> you know when you, your parents tell you a story and they just start filling it out with unnecessary detail, and you think you have less time to live than any of us. At least get more mm-hmm. succinct as you get older. Right. I guess the question here. Were they low-profile tires? Was that the problem? Yeah, what was that? <sighs> was he? Yeah, you know, he had a uh, he had four spares on. Were they four people? He had four people. spares. Yeah, sure. I get. Yeah, Were there sure. Four people in the car with make him. Make the story better. Too. Were the tires knobby at all? I should I yeah. mention that what I know. No, about he tires tried to put a dime time. in them. I only <laughs> I only know about tires from RC Pro Am too. Sure. The Nintendo. So how knobby were they? Well, I mean, he dropped a little bomb behind the car okay. earlier, so that's part of what gotcha. he Well, he, look, there. he didn't have money to buy a great car in the right. first place, so you think he's going to have money to spunk on tires? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. So Do he you, did have not you seen have Top tires Gear? to begin with. Have you ever seen the show Top Gear? Yeah, we have that. Yeah, sure, oh. with Adam Carolla. <laughs> Do you have the British Top Gear? There have Top been Gear? two. We, yeah, we have, we the, have it's the British on... Top Gear, and we have 
we've had two American Top yeah. Gears. BBC America over here basically shows British Top Gear and Star Trek The Next Generation reruns. Wow. They show Star Trek The Next Generation on Yeah, BBC like constantly. America. That's so weird. That's weird. And then like Shaun of the Dead sometimes. It's always nice to run, around, run across when you're flipping. Anyway. What about Top Gear? Well, you just sound like you guys would enjoy that show. We're real gearheads. What the fuck is that show? show? Like, what the fuck is this? Petrol heads. They're hosting some kind of talk show in the round. Yeah. With no chairs. Everyone's just standing around. Uh, There's a mystery character who races cars against celebrities. The Stig? There's uh, uh, periodically they do a semi-aquatic challenge segment that's like not really explained. There's some kind of leaderboard that I don't understand. <laughs> it's hosted by this man who's acting like he's funny but isn't funny at all. Like is saying things as though they were jokes that aren't jokes. Hmm. While this group of people mills around him in a circle. It is the most baffling television program. Yeah, it looks like one of those, you know when someone does a demonstration in a mall? Yes. And the people huh. kind of gather around to see what's going on. So it's like a mall kiosk television program. <laughs> Not far off. Someone demonstrating it's also a nonstick pan. Genuinely the most successful TV show probably in the UK and their best export. They sell it to so many countries. And that guy, Jeremy Clarkson, he is continually putting his foot in it in very awful ways. Like, oh. there's always a, a Alec there's Baldwin all, type. There, yeah, but there's always a story in the press about, like, I don't know, something he said that's dodgy or... Uh, the, re, the big story the other day was that they went to Argentina and then the number plate spelt kind of Falklands. <laughs> like it's like it, it, F-L-K-D-S or something like that. And, every, and then they would chase down the street and everyone wanted to kill them. And they were like, it is a coincidence. <laughs> and, yeah, so that's the big... So they are constantly in trouble. What's the premise of the show? I've seen it like four times, (laughs) and I don't understand. Yeah, it's a real. I just don't understand what it is. They don't explain what's happening on the show either. I, for some reason, was flipping around, and maybe we were talking about it on that midnight. Maybe we were thinking about doing something about it on that midnight. But uh, Big Brother is still on the air over here. Yeah, we have it. Yeah, yeah, that's huge enough. It's one of yours, but it's still on. It's It's actually Dutch. Oh, I didn't know that. I think it's Dutch. Imagine Hmm. if on Big Brother, just one time you turned it on, and for some reason they were driving across Africa in a Vauxhall. Yeah, but then another time. They were just milling around with a what I one can only presume is a British celebrity, <laughs> and both of those were the same show. Yeah. I think you have. They have a lot of like Hollywood people come over and do it now. Oh yeah, I think it's so. Quite a Famous gearheads. Draw, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, this I'm like, oh, I'll I'll see what's going on on Big Brother. I think I forget what we wanted to do about it, but I'm like, oh, I should watch a couple minutes of Big Brother. So I go, and all of the Big Brother house members were running into a circus set and playing a guessing game with pictures of circus freaks. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I think that's just a symptom of when a TV show goes on for 10 seasons or something. It's like, I don't know, add some shit. Like, sure, you know. So, anyway. Yeah. It was very confusing. I was I was baffled. It was like, yeah, coming into the middle of a Lord of the Rings movie or something. Just being soups confused. The new host what of happened Big to Brother the... is Pat Sajak. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, what happened to the guy who was in the, the car that, that broke down on the railway track? What did he end up doing? Oh, I don't know. Joe DeSantis? I don't know what Joe DeSantis is up to. Do you want to call Joe and just find Tell out how the, yeah, if he had situation? what kind of tires, what the... What if he got those kind of tires yeah. that, like, one of those 
Here's what I would do sure. in his situation. Again, not the point of the story so, at all. It's just a joke. It's like a simple, short joke. Initially, you're dealing the punch with punchline as he pops the tires. And your first thought is, get me a new set of four the tires the is, same as the other tires. But he has a bad car. And but have you ever seen those trucks? being kind of a dick about have it. Have you ever seen those, those pickup trucks? There's not important. No one wants to know about they have this part of it. This like is the boring wheels. part of it. So they have train wheels it's like on if a you, pickup truck? It's like in a James, if you saw a James Bond movie and you just saw James Bond eat every meal. <laughs> That's, this is what you're proposing. You're proposing the story no. version of that. Can I tell you what I'm proposing? <laughs> yeah. Sincerely. Sure. You know those things where you where you pump up and down and it yeah. makes it go down the Yeah, track? again, this yeah, is yeah. like in Jurassic Park if the whole movie was just them injecting DNA into things, like embryo maintenance. I haven't seen Jurassic Park, but mm-hmm. is that not what it's about? No, it's about dinosaur chases. Hmm. My story was a but punchy, exciting dinosaur make... chase of a story. How do they make the dinosaurs? Using OnStar. <laughs> okay, yeah. fair enough. They use the OnStar <laughs> signals. Now that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Finally, something that makes sense. Yeah. 206-984-4FUN, our number. JJ, go at Maximum Fun, our email. Uh, we'll talk to you in just a second. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, still Santa. Holly Walsh, still holding on. You know, the last time Pond Dulce came up on this show, somebody said to me, What about empanadas? Mm-hmm. And the truth is, I do like a dessert empanada. So I guess that technically you can say that while my distaste for most pastelitas stands true and firm. Mm-hmm. I am cool with a dessert empanada, but the truth is I prefer a Central American imp- empanada to a Mexican empanada, so I'm not going to give Mexico the credit for empanadas. Shots fired. Yeah, I don't like sugar pow, cookies. Pow, 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 right across the bow. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mexican bakers. Hmm. Yeah, okay. That's good. I got great. that covered. Yeah, yeah. Should, Holly, should we been, wrap it up? It's been great to have you. I just uh, wanted to clarify. Okay, sure. I just wanted to get in there and clarify. Yeah, yes, you don't want to be sure, unclear. Empanadas are good. I guess because that's the feedback I got last time. Sure. You know, empanadas. Mm. What about empanadas? And that's fair. You know, empanadas are pretty good. But Salvadoran empanadas are better. So there you go. Bob's your uncle. Holly. Yeah. Empanadas, your thoughts? Never had one. Never seen them. Never heard of them until this moment. Yes. So that's my thoughts. Really convenient way to eat anything from a sweet treat to a savory snack. Sure. So they cover all bases. It's like your Cornish pasties. Well, but you don't have savory, uh, sweet Cornish pasties. Oh, okay. So it's not like that. No. Hand pies? You got hand pies? What's a ham pie? It's like a... Ham or hand? Hand. Hand pie. You have a ham pie? I've had a ham pie. Why are all these private questions? (laughs) (laughs) Hand pie, yet another gay subculture. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Holly Walsh, it has been an absolute joy to have you on the program. I've enjoyed every second of it. So people can follow you on Twitter. Yeah, a Wiggy Walsh. Dot co- uh, a Wiggy Walsh. Wiggy Walsh? <laughs> yeah. At, at Wiggy Walsh, as you would expect, mm-hmm. straight out of Compton. Um, what What about like, uh, like we just Britons listen to this program. Yeah. They probably go want to go see you do stand-up comedy, but you also, you also have uh, – some entertainment products that are available for perusal, correct? No, I don't have, I have nothing to sell. 
Nothing? No, just me, myself. Not even any, voice. Get any back catalogue? No, this is this is the pinnacle of my career. Oh, you've this made it. is it. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. congratulations. I mean, honestly, On reaching the zenith, yeah. doesn't get better than this in the penthouse. Sure. I'm pretty sure I read on Wikipedia that one time you were injured in a uh, flying contest. Yeah, I was doing a... Um, I think you have this sort of the equivalent of like the Red Bull thing where people try and fly off things in homemade aircraft. Sure, sure. And I did that and I broke my arm. What kind of aircraft did you have? A homemade helicopter. I was dressed as did you a damsel it? in distress. No, a man dressed as Rambo made it. It did and not work out. He said, he said to you, excuse me, ma'am. I can't help but notice that you're... Uh, arm is looking remarkably healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do something about Get in my that? homemade helicopter <laughs> yeah. and jump off a pier. <laughs> yeah. 40 foot I fell. Oh my gosh. And I smashed my arm to bits. Did you think it was going to fly? Mm, I'll be honest with you. I was fairly cynical about the aviation qualities of the sure. homemade helicopter, given that it was made of plastic guttering mm-hmm. and cardboard. Yeah. But, you know, if it has the right angles. And the wind... Is it going the, the right way? Yeah, I mean, the you know, torsion? a lot of X yeah, factors. There's a lot, a lot of, of X can factors. Roll in your favor. Sure. None of them did, but uh, insufficient this, torque. I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. You should watch more Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a secret man that wears a racing helmet yeah. and oh, that, wanders in while somebody's talking to some British person you've never heard of. The Stig. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, torque. <laughs> Talk. Whatever that happens, that the happens talk. a lot when you watch British TV. It's like there'll be a, you know, a, a still have a celebrity on, or they'll be like, oh, this is clearly a cameo from somebody, and like this is joking on their, you know, this is like joking on their persona a little bit. I always just assume it's someone from Big Brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and assume this is a Big Brother contestant that everyone loved. It could be somebody that was in that boy band that uh, that guy was in who's famous. He's like a really famous in England, but not in America. Robbie Williams. Yeah. yeah. Oh, take that. There you go. So he wasn't famous here, was he not? No. Because he probably tried harder than anyone to break this place. I think he had a, I think he had a little hot second in the 90s, but it was a, a blip. He's, yeah, it was he, like a moment where it was like, I don't know if he ever even had a hit record in the States. Mm-hmm. There was a moment where it was like, the most famous British guy in the world is trying to make it in America. He He's married to an American, and he's obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with like UFOs and stuff. Yeah, sure. So he's always out in the desert watching UFOs. He's like... Genuinely takes taken over his life partly. That's good. good taken over his life partly. <laughs> great, great expression. Good for him. Well, Holly, thank you for having me. It's been a joy to have you on the program. Uh, we're glad that we could get you here. I'll, I'll release you now to your general meetings. Thank you. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe Simon Pegg's production company has a project for you. Maybe Brian Grazer's down a peg. Fourth That's what it's command. called. <laughs> He's going to give you the next big gig. This would be the best. I believe in you, Holly. This is what I need. Thanks, guys. Holly, you're in America. Anything can happen here. (laughs) Yeah. You could get a pot brownie. Sure. Just hand it to you in a park. Yep. By a burnout weirdo. Holly. (laughs) Who's just fucking giving up. (laughs) Just giving up. If I know one thing about Hollywood. Yeah. It's this. Any young mechanic can cause a panic. So I say hooray for Hollywood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sage That's advice. Is that anyway, from Straight Outta Compton? Anyway, I got a phone meeting with Ansar. <laughs> <laughs> About your tires. <laughs> Brian Fernandez, a.k.a. Sunny D, is our producer. Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. 
Um, yeah, man. If you want a fucking T-shirt, go to MaxFunStore.com. Get them. Get them. In there. I'm get them. Skateboard. Sure. Get a skateboard. Get a get a fucking Gicle print. Lots of fun uh, stuff. You know what I mean? Lots of fun stuff. Gicle? Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Me either. Holly Walsh has been our guest. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.